feature presentation. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. I'm Ryan, and as always, I'm here to talk about some far out shit far out is this the 70s i don't know uh, <laughs> uh but but we're gonna go with it uh i have a guest today uh a special guest uh to talk about the movie that we're going to be talking about um and that guest is one evan dean shelton what's up evan what's up ryan thanks I, for having me man i know you've listened to this podcast before evan so you know oh, yeah, yeah you know the drill i this is where i have my guests give their own introduction to so that i don't have to do it <laughs> so oh, tell sure, everybody man. who you are evan <laughs> sure uh yeah as ryan said my name is evan dean shelton i'm a writer podcaster musician blah 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 um i do a podcast called the lurking transmission which is like black metal meets horror and i run a press called castane publishing and i'm a i'm a horror dork <laughs> a horror dork official mm. that's an official title <laughs> yeah official title horror dork well it's good because we are going to be talking about a horror movie uh tonight uh and that movie or should i say today depending upon whenever people listen to this podcast sure. time <laughs> travel through the magic of recording man Yes, yes. It's whatever time you want it to be, people. So whatever time you want, that's what it'll be. Uh, but the movie we're going to be talking about is actually a new film. Surprise, surprise. It's a 2023 release. Uh, it is called Venus, and it's from uh, Spanish director uh, Juame Balaguerro. Now, um, nice. let me just ask you, Shane. I mean, what, what was it going to? I was literally about to call you Shane. I did. Evan. Um Shane, aka evan that's your new name now your name is shane, yeah. <laughs> shane. <laughs> let me ask you evan uh are you were you familiar with uh balaguerro at all i'm pretty sure you might be yeah yeah and so i didn't know this was him watching yeah. it but yeah. uh afterwards like i saw that you had dropped a letterbox about it so i was like oh, i'm gonna see what ryan said about it and um and I, and I saw the name and I was like, man, where do I know that name? Looked him up. I was like, oh, damn, I fucking love Wreck. I love yeah. yeah. I love the first three Wrecks, even though I think he only did the first one, right? No, no. So check. So there's what it is. It's interesting with those Wreck movies because I, I love the Wreck movies, too. So the first two Wrecks are co-directed by Balaguerro and Paco Plaza, right? Then the oh, third Wreck okay. is directed just by Paco Plaza, I believe. And the fourth Wreck is directed just by Balaguerro. Yeah, I haven't seen the fourth one yet. So yeah, so the last two ones are them separate, but the first two are them together. But Balaguerro has also done a bunch of cool ass movies that I really dig, like Sleep Tight. I don't know if you've Sleep ever seen Sleep Tight. Sleep Tight's off the hook, yes. dude. Sleep Tight's yeah. one of my favorites for the past few years. Yeah, I That's love Sleep Tight. crazy good movie. Yeah, yeah. And he did uh, Darkness, which is his, I think it was like his American debut, really. Uh, and he did The Nameless, which is which I loved. Uh, or at least I remember love. It's been a minute since I've seen the name was, and I actually really liked his other movie he did called Fragile, um, which is I think what's what's uh Ali McBeal, Callista Flockhart, <laughs> she stars oh, in this. Damn. Yeah, I yeah, was she... about to say it wouldn't be that one, is it? But it is. Yeah, that's a good movie, man. That's yeah, yeah, movie. it's a low key. It's like one of those kind of like pe movies people sleep on, but it's like a pretty decent like haunted 
sort of ghost in a hospital, you know, movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like I've always, I've always, like anytime I see, you know, his name or even, even Paco Plaza's name attached to something, I'm always going to be like, okay, I'll check this out. So when this dropped, I was like, okay, yeah. Once I became aware of it, I knew I had to like check it out. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely ripe to talk about. So uh, I'll do what I always do. Um, I will read the synopsis uh, for this movie and then we can talk some more about uh, this interesting sort of hybrid film. So here we go. Uh, Lucia, a club dancer on the run, takes refuge in a a sinister building on the outskirts of Madrid where her sister, Rocio, lives with her daughter, Alba. That's all. That's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Nice, that's... nice. They don't give you too much. I like that. Yeah, yeah. They they kept it. They kept the synopsis at least on Letterbox. They kept it very, very vague of outside of you know who the characters are and what's the setup. Uh, the setup is is kind of that. It doesn't explain at all why she's on the run, but we are introduced to this main character Lucia as a dancer in the club. It opens in a very sort of visually. Um, I don't know what's 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 the words I'm trying to think here. It's very uh, it's popping, man. Sorry, yeah, it's it's it popping is is one way. Yeah, it's definitely popping. It's popping in yeah. in Madrid, <laughs> in Spain. Yeah, uh, we see the girl dancing. Uh, she's dancing, and then sort of we watch her walk down this platform through the club into some back room. Um, and as she's going to some back room, she kind of has this determined look on her face that is clear that she's like sneaking back here and then we watch her go to a locker uh and unlock this padlocked locker i think it's like locker 178 uh she has a key and then she grabs a box i think she opens a box right it's like a box and she opens it up and inside this box we don't know what's there until she opens a duffel bag right and then when she opens this duffel bag we see that what she's pulling out of this box uh is (laughs) basically we don't even i think they hold it i think we don't get to see it officially yet they hold it right like we just know she's putting something in there we know she's stealing and as she's walking away with her now filled bag she's stopped by some uh what i would describe as a what would you describe this guy as uh evan a goon (laughs) a goon i think a goon a goon is an appropriate uh a goon and he's He's like kind of like, you know, talking to her. I think his name's like Moro. And he's like saying like, you know, where are you going? Are you leaving early? You still got to dance. You know, he's kind of like flirting with her a little bit and shit. And she says something like she's she's, has, she's not feeling well. She's got to go home early or whatever. But she's kind of humoring him too. Like, you know, where she's just like, he's, you know, saying like he wants to see her dance and shit. And uh, but then as she's like walking away, he's like, wait a minute. He notices she still has her, her outfit on. He's like, you said you got your, cause I think she tells him like that, like she was getting her clothes and she, you know what I'm saying? And that's what was in the duffel bag. Yeah. But when he notices that she hadn't changed, that's when he's like, wait a minute. He's like, open up the bag. Right. And then she's kind of having this stare off with him at this point. He's like, you know, open it up. And at this point you're like, oh shit, like whatever is about to go down. And she acts, she makes like, she's going to open the bag up. Right. And he's watching right. maces him in the face. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then the whole struggle in like at that point breaks out because even though she's maced him, it's not enough to like stop dude. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of rubbing at his eyes, but he's grabbing her. 
trying to pull her, keep her, keep her from you know, like escaping. And then he like stabs her in the thigh with like a little, a little pocket knife. Nothing too crazy, but you know, obviously it hurt. <laughs> like as you get stabbed yeah. in your fucking thigh, right? Yeah. Uh, and then like a little, uh, again, the fight continues for a little bit. Like I think she even like slams her head into some glass or some like wine glasses, but ultimately she hits him in the head with a fucking wine bottle, which obviously, you know, um, dude, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do it probably, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so, it, and then that, this is how she's able to get out of there. Um, so she runs back through the club with a bloody forehead and a bloody leg with the, with the drugs. And then next thing we see, we cut to her driving um, in the car and she's kind of like freaking out, which I mean, I mean, I guess in your, if I was in her shoes, I probably would be freaking out too. Um, and she's on the phone trying to call someone. We don't know who it is, but we can assume it's whoever she's in cahoots with. Right. Um, right. And at this point, this is the setup of the movie. It plays out like a, like this is like a crime movie, you know what I mean? Um, which is one right. of the elements that I liked about it. And we could talk about that a little bit uh, before I go beat by beat through this whole fucking movie. Um, what was your feelings upon like the initial sort of like part this opening of this movie and like how it was very much kind of leaning towards being more of a genre like thriller or crime thriller what did you think man i mean i i loved it i was hooked right off the beginning i mean like i went into it expecting a horror movie right um and then it, it gives you that real that crazy fucking vague uh like text crawl exposition shit at the beginning where yeah like, i forgot to i forgot to mention that yeah 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 there's a mysterious that. new planet that came out of nowhere and it's moving towards uh joining this eclipse and when mm. the eclipse peaks the lamasu will rule and it's like what the fuck does that mean man <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah i thought i was like also cuz i had to watch the opening like four times trying to figure out the right subtitles <laughs> um i was like is this gonna be a vampire movie man are we are we calling vampires lamasu in the, like, the mythology of this movie hmm. kind of you know how vampire movies love like coming up with their own mythology and uh, i was like oh maybe this will be a vampire movie and then it gets into that whole opening scene and it's just um it's so fucking popping like so hot it's just that rad like european club vibe you know and cage dancing chicks and then this cage dancer is she's about to be your main in this crime thriller like you know classic crime thriller setup right the you rip off the rip off the boss right you know that's a classic that's like crime thriller thriller trope but like with this kind of character as your main i was like this is fucking cool and i'm still expecting this to become a horror movie somehow at some point so I was I was down, man. Like that's my favorite. Most of my favorite horror movies, or a lot of them anyway, mm -hmm. have a huge crime thriller element. Like From Dusk Till Dawn is one of my favorite things of all time. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah, that's one of the um, most notable ones in recent memory. Like that does you know, that. Yeah, and I just love that vibe. Like the the criminals get into something much worse than like they're used to getting into, kind of shit. Yeah. And, and, uh, and honestly, you know, that's sort of kind of my, my uh, tendencies, I guess it are, is to lean towards like things that mash together crime and horror. So this is kind of perfect kind of uh, 
for 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 a, for someone like me, a viewer like me, like this is this is like the sweet spot that I tend to like. Even the I stuff mean, that I yeah. tend to like fucking make is sort of kind of like a mashup of the two. Even your shit, you know, church burner is like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I love a lot of my shit is like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a mashup of 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 which is another reason why I was like it'd be good to have you talking Evan on to talk about this movie specifically, uh, because you kind of you get that for sure, and it's just like for some people I've noticed that have watched this movie that was one of the main things that they were like talking about was like well you know it's not like horror at first and I'm like like have you guys like ever watched like movies that kind of like mash things together and and ultimately I do feel like there's a sense of impending doom uh through this from the very start like you said like you mentioned that whole opening with the with the, them say, talking about this eclipse and this planet that appears yeah. um, like that whole shit is just a great preamble to sort of like set up what's going to actually ultimately happen but like then they just drop right into the story right after that um, right right yeah yeah it's interesting like as a as a audience member and as a writer I tend to um I don't like spending a whole lot of time in setup right like I don't do that much I don't I don't do a whole lot of like this is my guy going to work for a few days before shit jumps off like I kind of I got to get right into the weird shit um Mm -hmm. but the exception for me is like crime yeah like i can settle right into a crime story and i'm happy with it you know because it's not like some nine to five suburban stuff i can like sit in that and let it boil before it gets to the horror and i'm happy um and it's funny because like venus does the same thing that i feel like from dust till dawn does right where both of the like the crime element of from dust till dawn and the crime element of venus are both so fully realized that they could just stand on their own without the horror stuff right two movies it's like two whole movies put together um and yeah that it's so perfectly well done in in this like genre mashup this like crime meets horror thing and uh yeah i I love that shit man yeah i i definitely think that like this is a a, it's it could like i feel like it's interesting because there's a way that people could view this movie. Like you said, like this is two separate movies and like it's one movie at first and it becomes another movie at first after like, you know, towards the end, specifically the last like 20 some minutes for sure. Uh, sure. But, but there is something about sort of the way movies that attempt to do what Venus is doing there's something about it that works uh, so well for me, at least, you know what I mean? Where, where, because watching someone on the run specifically after like doing some sort of crime, right. And watching them sort of evade the people who are after them or something so fitting for it to take like a horror curveball turn yeah you know what i mean like it's for me it's like a perfect setup almost like to for some weird you know what i mean like like Uh it's yeah like i feel like i feel like when i watch a lot of crime movies like that are just straight up crime movies 
And I'm like, yo, it would be dope if this all of a sudden got turned into like a fucking like uh, some sort of like a weird fucking Cthulhu fucking or even anything like a fucking vampire yeah. just appeared. <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or Same, some shit, yeah. just, some weird shit just happened. Like, I don't know. It's like if for some reason um, it just those two genres go together really well um, and yeah. they match together really well. Uh, and maybe part of that is to because both of them are they sort of traffic in the same kind of, I don't know. Um, it's underworld shit, right? right. Whether, whether it's, whether it's the underworld in the, in, in the crime aspect of it, or whether it's uh, the underworld in the devil <laughs> or, right, or, in, yeah. or any sort of uh, like a, a cult kind of, uh, I don't know, anything pertaining to the aesthetics of the of the horror genre um kind of overlap very well uh with crime oh yeah you know yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah you know funny you should mention it because this movie does have like a a whole occult undercurrent mm -hmm. to it it definitely does it definitely does and 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 again like it's shot so great i think that's one thing that i like about uh oh hell yeah look Balagero is he's such a great fucking sh like his movies just look great like you know what i mean like always like yeah. his movies are always shot well uh they're just all even even the wreck movies which are fucking found footage movies um still can't right they still have this weird slickness to them you know what uh -huh. i mean like because they're just too they're just made by people who are just very capable like capable filmmakers um and i just love that it's spain too um yeah you know what i mean like yeah yeah and it's uh his movies um so I, I was telling my girlfriend about a couple of his movies and she was like he's got a thing about apartment complexes doesn't he i was like yeah i guess he does man yeah, he, i bet he probably he probably grew point. up in like a big old apartment building somewhere in madrid and that yeah. just like sticks in his mind and like Rex, Sleep Tight, and um, uh, Tulet. They're all like. Have you seen Tulet? You know? No, no. So, Tulet is his. There was a. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Uh, I think the series was called. Uh, it's something that it's like. It was like four films to die for, or it might have been four, three uh, films to okay. die for. It's some. It had a name like that, right? Um, and. And Tillet was his entry. And Tillet is only like an hour and seven minutes, but it's about okay. a pregnant girl uh, and her partner trying to. They're 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 settling into it. They want to move into this new apartment, basically, right? Because she's pregnant, they want to have a new apartment, bigger for them and the baby. Uh, and they go to this neighborhood that's like they think's abandoned. And then of course shit goes left. Uh, again, another apartment movie. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so right. you're right. That's a, that that's a good interesting. Point. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. He does have a thing about apartments. Like you said, maybe it is something to do with living in Spain and wherever, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's a, you know, like it's a, it's a microcosm, right? Mm -hmm. Like an apartment building is a nice little contained world for making a movie in. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I can, I can see that appealing to him as a filmmaker yeah and that's a perfect segue to talk about the movie because at the point that we left off at we you know our our main character she 
is fleeing in her car and she pulls up and she pulls up outside this big ominous apartment building. Um, <laughs> uh, Lucia is, first of all, her legs obviously stabbed. So she like ties it off and she got like, it's got pretty gnarly, you know, effects, which again, it's by the girl. So that's not a surprise. Uh, so she's like got this nasty wound that she has to like fucking stop from bleeding. So she like ties off a piece of clothes, a piece of clothing around it. And then she like gets out to this car and she like breaks her phone for some reason, I guess that she, which is ultimately is pointless. Like she purposely breaks her phone. I don't know if that's out of frustration or she thought that she would destroy the phone. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't realize that you have to like break the SIM card. I don't know. Yeah. But, but... Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure about that either. Yeah, but maybe that's that's a that's kind of an interesting moment because maybe she really just didn't know, like you know what I mean, and they just left that in there, like, well, yeah, Lucia sure. wouldn't know what to do in this situation. She wouldn't realize right. that that's not going to stop them from being able to track the phone. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Uh, yeah. So she she like breaks her phone and then throws it back in the car and she heads towards this apartment building. Um, and then we see a woman wake up in the middle of the night, freak the fuck out, and it's like she looks at the clock. It's like two something in the morning, and. Uh, we come to discover that this is her sister, uh, uh, Rocio, right? Um, but clearly, this woman is disturbed by some something in her in her place, right? Like she's literally up, and she's looking around the room, freaking out. Then her daughter opens the the door to her room and shock and scares her. And this is Alba. So ultimately, this we just you know this is Lucia's uh, niece, who she has no relationship with because she's never met her which we, we come to discover. Um, but she, as she's like walking through her house, she's like scared. She's like hearing things. And then she goes to the bathroom and like she, the faucet is like spitting up like black sludge or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And you're all, you're already like, yeah, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like what, what, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like this isn't right. like, you know, this is another movie. It's again, it's like two movies intruding into each other. You know what I mean? Right, like two, yeah. two movies in crashing into way. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, the, like, she goes into the living room and like the TV turns on by itself, and then it's like monkeys on screen beating the shit out of each other for some reason. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so she like the yeah the TV won't turn off, and she like unplugs it, and then she tells her daughter like we're leaving, like we're getting the fuck out of here right now. Um, but little does she know she's not going anywhere uh, because at the same time. Uh, Lucia, we see, is limping her way toward this building, which is ultimately where her sister lives. And she's carrying the bag that she's stolen, which we come to discover is drugs. Uh, what drugs? Not very specific. Blue pills of some kind. Um, someone I'm said... Guessing I'm, 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 I'm guessing ecstasy. I'm guessing ecstasy too, right? So I'm guessing yeah. ecstasy too. Uh, I heard a podcast talk about this movie vaguely. Someone mentioned it in a list of movies that came out. And they were like, I think it's blue as fentanyl. And I'm like, clearly you motherfuckers don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not fentanyl. Okay, what the uh, fuck yeah. are you talking about? And first of all, she it, she ends up taking like multiple of these pills. If she took multiple, she'd be dead. So no, yeah. it's not fucking fentanyl. Fentanyl doesn't look like that. Uh, yeah. But in, anyways, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as, as uh, she's heading toward the building, we see... Uh, Rose, uh, Rocio and uh, Alba heading out of their apartment to leave. She, they've got their clothes on and they're carrying a bag, but then some uh, a neighbor girl who's like young and she's like, uh, I think she has some form of Down syndrome. Not Down syndrome. She's just probably 
what's what's the uh, PC yeah, word? She's, uh, she's on the spectrum in some kind of way. Yeah, in some kind of way, she has some sort of mental disability, and she's like, yeah. "Are you coming to my party or something?" And then then then, and because because they're leaving, like she she tells them like we're leaving, and like you're gonna miss my party because her party's the next day. This comes back into play, <laughs> uh, but uh, at the same time, the elevator opens and Lucia steps out, and then Rosia turns around and sees her sister, which we haven't established that they're sisters yet, but she sees her. She sees that she's hurt. She runs up and hugs her. And then it goes back, I think at this point, um, to the fucking club where we see homeboy, the goon, uh, who's literally nursing his, uh, his wounds. He's got, he's holding like a fucking, a bag of ice on his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. And then in walks uh, what I would call the, the guy who runs the club right but he's not the boss he's like an underboss right? right he's like the right hand man yeah. he's like the right hand man to the to the guy who who owns this place the, the criminal who owns you know the, the guy who's the drugs belong to so you know he's asking morrow the goon like you know what happened and morrow's explaining to him like oh i didn't know you know he's like how the fuck did she get out of here you know and he's making all these excuses he's like you know i stabbed her in the leg though she can't get far she's she's too messed up you know what i mean and, mm. and, and I think something to the effect that like what what uh, and I'm trying to remember uh, what the fucking what's what's her, what's this guy's name again? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Do you remember his name? Victor. Victor. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. So Victor is uh, and Selena's isn't Selena's the fucking boss. Yeah, he's the boss, man. He's the he's boss, boss, right? So Victor is. I mean, I don't want to give away Barry the lead so early on as we talk about it, but Victor's role in this becomes a lot. It changes, right? At first, you know, when we're introduced to him, he's the guy trying to find the girl, right? He's the guy trying to fix this fuck up because he knows once his boss hears that, that like the drugs have been gone, stolen, you know, it's everyone's ass, you know what I mean? More or less. Yeah. Um, and he wants to find lucia but i think morrow says like well you know the boss doesn't know yet and then victor's like are you stupid like he knows everything like we right. can't hide this from him we're gonna have to tell him right so this set, okay the whole stage is set at this point you know what i'm saying these are the these guys are looking for her they know who she is but they don't know where she is but they're on they're, not, they're gonna they gotta find her they gotta get these drugs back right so then we go back to the apartment and then now we start to establish the relationship or the lack of a relationship that uh, Lucia and her sister have her older sister, right now we immediately, you know, she's helping rebandage her wound, her, her, you know, her wound that she has on her leg, um, and automatically we can sense that there's some tension. You know what I mean? There's some tension there. Like there's a reason that Venus, Venus. I mean, I said Venus. That's the name of the movie, people. Not the <laughs> yeah. uh, even though she is on the fucking poster image next to venus so <laughs> right yeah uh which i don't know do you think what do you think about that that title do you think that the fucking planet venus is what is fucking eclipsing the sun or whatever or the fucking i, I don't, don't i don't know what kind of sense that makes oh wait a minute hold up hold up hold up sorry to cut you off evan even though i just asked no the question um i do that uh <laughs> no problem uh i do know that the building is named venus but i'm i'm, I'm wondering though if it's like a double meaning type title you know what i'm saying also maybe a triple because venus is also a euphemism or euphemism or is it is that the right term euphemism for a woman 
or at least a re- Venus is usually represented as women, like men, you know, men, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, right? And like once the whole ending happens, that symbol of the woman, I'm wondering if it's like one of those type of titles. I love those type of titles, by the way, that have like multiple meanings. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um. I man. I just so that the whole that whole thing is confusing because mm-hmm. like. Unless this movie takes place in a world where they don't know about Venus, where they've never seen Venus before. Right, right, right. What what the news <laughs> reports and shit are leading us to believe is that there's like a whole ass new planet, planet. Yeah. behind Venus that like just showed up and they don't know how that's possible mm. or or anything. Um, so I don't I mean the title is kinda confusing in that way because it's like this new planet seems to be more important in terms of the, the right. plot than Venus is. But also there's like, you know, Venus is a, like a, a goddess and a symbol of, of love and beauty. And you could argue that like the end of the movie kind of brings home that idea. I mean, yeah. kind of, you know, I don't know if we're ready to get there yet, but the way it wraps up is, is kind of like symbolic of, of venus just in astrological terms or whatever occult terms yeah Um, for sure but i don't know all of that i mean that whole thing is confusing right it's like Mm -hmm. a whole that's another whole movie (laughs) this year Mm -hmm. it's just like there's Mm -hmm. a brand new ass planet yeah you're right what (laughs) right that's a whole science fiction movie or some shit (laughs) and that's just in the background of people's lives and i like that i love that it's like the news reports, all the news is talking about is this new planet, but it's like, people still got to go to work, man. You still got to pay these bills, you Facts. know, yeah, um, yeah. and shit goes on. And the, these criminal like Salinas and his homies, they are not concerned. <laughs> they just need to get their giant bag of fucking beans back. So they right. Can, <laughs> yeah, because of be, we, we, what we discover is that these, these drugs, the are he's Salinas is basically going, I don't know if he's holding them for the Chinese or he's going to sell them to the Chinese or something to the effect of like, there's a Chinese gang. I'm assuming some sort of triad related gang, mm-hmm. something like that, that like there's a deal that's supposed to go down. And now that these drugs are gone, it's a, it's a big fucking problem. You know, um, right. So, but yeah, that's a little bit further. So she's at, she's with her sister where I left off. I think, yeah, Lucia's with her sister. And at the same time we see uh, Victor and his men pull up to where the car is, because again, like we already mentioned, they use the cell phone to track her and he opens the car. He sees her broke cell phone in the seat, <laughs> you know, and all they can know mm-hmm. is that she left the car in this area and left on foot. And I think he, he grabs a shirt of hers, which he, which is, got blood on it or her, might be her jacket that she took off that oh has. okay i yeah. missed that detail man because i right. know that yeah yeah which comes that comes play. into play yeah right, right, I was right. like, oh where did they get that at yeah right right because even when moro walks up to him and he's holding the shirt he's like yo with the amount of blood she lost man she can't get far and he's telling moro like man i ain't trying to hear that shit bro fuck out of here you're making excuses you know what i mean uh uh so already like at this point like the movie is already throwing us a few kind of uh, different, I don't know, like moments that make you think like, okay, like what kind of movie is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, you know what I mean? Which I, which I dug for sure. Like I definitely, I definitely dug that. Um, I don't know it, if it was the same for you, man, but for me when like 
when they first drop in the sister and the the creepy apartment shit, I was like, oh fuck, okay, okay, here's here's where this is a horror movie. I'm like, how how's this shit gonna come together? And then when you realize that the <laughs> sister, she then ran over there for like a safe house kind of thing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and it, immediately I was like, oh man, I hope at some point the goons show up at this apartment complex to find her, and it becomes like. Yeah, getting fucked up by horror shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy when it was. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does go there. But yeah, I was I was thinking along those lines too when I was watching it. I was like, okay, okay. But I got the sense that this was it was gonna be that way just based on the trailer. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I was I was happily surprised. I guess at moments cool. where I was like, oh yeah, okay, it's going it's going places that like you can kind of see coming, but then you can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, right. It's cool. And but, all just like, let me say this while I'm still thinking about it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about this movie is, it's like a top notch fucking movie for movie nerds. Like, everything yeah. is cinema to 11. It's shot so well, lit so well, and colored so well. And yeah. every single actor in it is like so striking looking. Yeah. So well cast. Yes. And like all the women are real easy to look at, you know, yes. and all the, the men have faces that tell you exactly who the fuck they are, you know. Yeah, that's a good like, point to bring up, man. I think that's something that I like about like a lot of these Spanish movies, too. It's like, um, I don't know, something in the water over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like they have like a lot of and, and, and they look a certain kind of way that I can't really describe probably well, uh, but I'll give it a shot. Uh the way they look is so different from like Western. Like even though they're like these are like mm, white yeah. Spaniard people, like right. they have a look that is so it's subtle, but it's different. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. you know, yeah, sure. you know, like you can like look at them and be like, oh, I'm like, oh, you're from Spain. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like in a way that won't like white people over here have a distinct look. You know uh-huh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's subtle though. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's subtle enough that it's, but it's not subtle enough to where you miss it. It's just like, it's just there, but it's not like some crazy shit. And like, when you see these right. these actors specifically, uh, it's just interesting that like, they just feel different. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, and it's, yeah. For me, man, in, mm-hmm. in modern movies, right? Like, I mean, we're about the same age, mm-hmm. but like we grew up with massive fucking movie stars right like every everything you went to go see every summer everybody knows all the people that are in the movies that we you know it's the same people that are in all the movies every year and it's this like small collection of massive movie stars and like movie cinema has kind of moved away from that you know we don't really so much bank on stars anymore and there aren't really you know, if you're 22 years old, I mean, you could talk about people like Timothy Chalamet and Sidney Sweeney and them, but they ain't fucking Bruce Willis. You know what I'm saying? They ain't Sigourney Weaver. They never will be. It's yeah. just not the same. They don't carry that same kind of gravity on camera. But like everybody in Venus did. This is like, like I watch new movies often and I'm like, well, I don't know any of these people and I don't care about that shit. I don't like watch a movie for the actors. But when you. Right, right. You watch a movie full of unknowns 
and nobody is memorable. Nobody has any like screen mm. gravitas. Everybody's just there doing their yeah. thing. Yeah. And like this movie was full of people I didn't know, but everybody who stepped on the screen stepped on the screen hard, like a like a fucking seventies film. You know, yeah. everybody just has this look, man. You're right. And there are some people that just the camera loves them, right? For sure. Up, yeah. You know, and um I think we do have some of those people here but here's the thing right and you kind of hit on it a little bit which is it's not just the actors it's also the people it's also the people behind the camera like oh, yeah, yeah because like you know it's a combination of a lot of things it's also a combination of the scripts um it's the whole fucking the way movies are made here now um that kind of like affects sort of that shit because i feel like in the hands of certain directors people like Chalamet or like uh even sit like you said Sydney Sweeney like if they if that if, if Sydney Sweeney shot by David Fincher it's gonna have a oh, different sure, yeah. it's gonna have a different presence on the screen you know what I'm saying like sure, yeah. you know what I mean like that's why I'm interested to see some of these people when they do work with with uh like I know Chalamet is working with Scorsese on another movie um oh sure I'm interested to see what he's like in a Scorsese movie with a director who's actually got some sort of uh fingerprint <laughs> like you know what i'm saying right. who has, a, who has an yeah, actual yeah. like voice an actual auteur or whatever like you know what i mean because a lot of these newer directors they're not really um they don't really have that like they're not no they really don't they just like aim a camera at people and expect magic it's like, yeah man, that's not how it works at yeah. all dude yeah and i said this on agitator um and i keep saying it since i heard it which is this idea of like uh that peter peter greenaway was talking about which is like we have a whole industry of uh, filmmakers who are writers and we should have a whole industry of filmmakers who are painters. Um, right. And I feel like these new crop of directors, a lot of them are that, as I say that as somebody who writes, you know what I'm saying? I like, yeah, big uh, time, man. Yeah. You know, like you should be more visually inclined when you, at least when you're, when you approach filmmaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. I, you know, like, yeah. And, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm with you. Like I'm, mm -hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't have like a a foot in the door like I do, like you mm -hmm. do. But I've certainly like written a fucking boatload of scripts and mm -hmm. and hope to one day get some of them, more of them made. But like, I can look. I remember real specifically when um I had this moment in about 2014 when I got real big in the 70s film and Italian stuff. And it just hit me. I was like, man, I'm doing this all wrong, man. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I've been coming from it from like a Kevin Smith yeah. like horror kind of <laughs> yeah. angle. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't have any money mm -hmm. and I want to write scripts that I can pull off, right? Scripts that aren't just some fucking pipe dream that need, need a money, man. So what you do, you write a script that takes place in like one location with a couple people talking a lot, right? right? Right. And it's like, and my first couple horror shorts are like that. And I still love them, you know? And I, uh, I mean, one of them I've shot and, and we'll get out there soon enough. But like, it, it just like, once I got, once I really, really fucking understood cinema one day when it really hit me over the head, I was like, man, that's not cinema. Like, that's cool. A talking head movie is cool. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite shit is like real low budge talking head kind of stuff. Yeah. But cinema is the art of sight and sound. Right. You know, and right. it's like that's more and way more important than the story. Um, I think a, I just rewatched Gummo recently, and this is that's a perfect example of like um, a movie oh, sure. that, that like is just 
it's pure cinema. Like, oh, hell yeah. you know, that's a, so that's a low budget movie relatively, but the approach is totally different. You know, right. the, the approach is totally different. It's not like, oh, because I have a low budget, I'm going to just make this a talking heads movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's actually not. It's different. Like, right. you know He's what like, I mean? How like, do I shoot what I have in ways that are real? Right. And it's also got something. It's also just it's just art. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether that's your thing or not, it's like clearly this is like art. You know, you know what I mean? Like you feel me? So like that's a that's a big that's a big difference that I feel like a lot of the newer crop of people that have kind of like you've even we've even had this discussion before, you know, uh, via DM and shit and in person a little bit like these kind of like you I took this from you uh these khakis these people who are these the khakis that are like that invade sort of all these art spaces now um commercial art specifically but even the indie space where people are ultimately just want to be big big commercial artists right like where they view it as a stepping stone to sort of to be with the to be a big time you know bestseller or box office hollywood filmmaking you know what i mean these people are using sort of the art as a stepping stone for for their career paths and their career is first and like artists never (laughs) yeah yeah so and and i feel like that's a big it's affected the movies it's affected the books it's affected uh a lot of shit you know what i'm saying um yeah absolutely it has yeah and it's all like i feel like you don't want to sound like a fucking old man but um you know when technology like leveled the playing field mm-hmm. when when everybody decided that uh cinema doesn't have to be film anymore that movies yeah. can be digital and we all accepted that and then it's like well anybody can do this now mm-hmm. and uh and that's great that's that's awesome that the those tools are in the hands of, of poor folks that's fucking rad but right it's just made the math on what sucks bigger it hasn't made things suck less it's just there are more things right. so there you know exponentially that percentage of things that were gonna suck anyway there's right. more of it now <laughs> you know yeah. there's more of it to wade through and the technology has like created this sort of laziness like you're talking about where it's like mm-hmm. khakis who really don't have no business trying to tell stories in any medium you know um, <laughs> who are like well i can do that because like a laptop makes that uh, uh, that feasible for me. Like I can do that too. I can do that too. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's not all there is to it. It's like the process. There's a magic unspoken part of the process. You can't teach that shit. You can't buy it. You know. Um, yeah. And, no. and there's yeah, there's so many. There's just like stuff getting made because it can be made. <laughs> yeah, and it's a catch twenty two. You know what I'm saying? Like ultimately, you know, the 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 technology that's available now that can make it easier and much more realistic for people to go out and produce the art that usually had a barrier to entry just based on the fact that you needed to pay a shitload of money um, to even be able to have access to some of this shit. Even even with books, we see it, right? Um, A lot of, I feel like it's kind of saved books a little bit though, uh, because I was listening to a podcast um, and they were talking about like, there's so many good books specifically in the genre space, like specifically in horror specifically, there's so mm-hmm. much shit out now. It's, it's, it's really, and I think they said there were like 500 releases or something, something to that effect. Like, um, 
and um, 500 notable releases or some some I don't know where they got these numbers from. Who fucking knows? But yeah, yeah. but I'm bringing that up to say uh, they were talking about it, and I'm thinking like, yeah, it's because of the small presses. Like it's because right. because now it's actually feasible um, for people to you know do shit like you know use use this the the fucking print on demand shit or ingram spark or you know people can get you know fairly cheaply they can form you know they can use any software like to to fucking format their book and sort right. of make it look somewhat professional and, and like the, all of those things now you can you can get an artist to design your cover if you can't do it yourself like all of these things that were once very hard which cost a lot of uh out-of-pocket upfront money have either been made almost free or very affordable to where like a lot of these right. small presses now people who would have never started to press back in like the 80s or the 90s can do it and like a lot of the interesting shit is coming from that it's not the big five you know right. what I'm saying? it's not them they're, yeah. they're they're just fucking the shit that they put out is routinely almost exclusively bullshit lowest common denominator bullshit you know what i mean like right. um yeah, you know, trying to get to the most eyes possible, um, trying to make the New York Times bestseller list bullshit airport novel shit, right? So like yeah. all people, that's what I mean by like the 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 fact that people are able to do it now. I mean, you know, you guys with you know with 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 Castain, like like it's that wouldn't have been that e like it's not easy necessarily. It's not easy to run a press. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like the ability to even do it the fact that you guys can make books and put out put out books now you couldn't just do it the way you guys do it back back then it just no. wasn't available you know what i mean no, not and at i all, yeah. and i feel like that that has revitalized sort of th that space specifically like yeah. um in a good way so we'll, yeah go ahead we'll probably see that in film too man i think like the combination of mm -hmm. Uh, the combination of just like how oversaturated with khaki shit mm -hmm. things are right now. Like everybody's always, you know, people who love those kind of middle of the road suburban horror movies are all like, this is awesome. We're in a new golden age of horror. There's another <laughs> movie every fucking day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but it's not good. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's not good. It's none of it. It's not like the percentage of good has gotten better. Um, but I feel like that, like, people like us are tired of, like, easily three to four out of five new horror movies you try and check out are just fucking junk, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, people are tired of the mediocrity. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, uh, pandemic anxiety and then also the, the strike stuff. It mm -hmm. just created, I think it lit a fire under a lot of asses and like the next two to three years are going to see some wild shit come out of no budget movies. I think we're going to see like the kind of stuff that you're talking about in indie horror presses. I think we'll see that in movies. I hope so, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you brought that up because um, I was just talking to, I was just tweeting about this, uh, the, the letterbox retweeted varieties best horror films of 2023 <laughs> and oh, like it's it just like this list is a joke like um the list i'm like looking at it right now they've got number one skin of Marink. not a real movie movie <laughs> movie's fucking terrible okay uh 
not horrible. Number two, talk to me mid. It's fine. It's just okay. mid. Like it's just mid. I've heard. I've heard nothing but mid. Yeah. It's just it's mid. Like it's not like great. You can't call it bad. It's just mid. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like it's mid, but it's got the A24 stamp, and you know so whatever. Sure. When, yeah. Level three when Evil Lurks first good movie on the list so far when Evil Lurks. Okay. Is, yeah. All, all the homies say that's good. Yeah. When I Evil know. Lurks is legit. It's legit. Okay. So they got one good on there. Bo is afraid. Not a horror movie. Right. Oh, number four. You're number four. Just because Ari Aster made it, it's not a horror movie. So you got now you got one movie. Number five, Infinity Pool. Aggressively mid. Aggressively mm. mid. And I liked I yeah. liked uh Possessor, which was his first film with David Cronenberg's son. Um, but Infinity Pool, I went to see it in the theater. Aggressively mid. Evil Dead yeah. Rise. Uh no comment. Um yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. I'm not watching Thanksgiving. Um uh, yeah, I'm not fooling with that. That's like Eli Roth throwing a fucking softball. Like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm he made that movie 20 years too late, and you know he's a Zionist, yeah. so whatever. Uh, it, <laughs> number <laughs> number eight. Okay, this one. I this one is probably good. It's on my list to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but a few of my people whose word I trust looks good. It's a Filipino movie. It's called In My Mother's Skin. Looks legit. Oh, damn. Two, okay. So they got two legit movies, it looks like, for me so far. Uh, number nine, Deliver Us. I have no fucking clue what that is. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is either. Okay, number 10, uh, No One Will Save You. Trash. Um, uh, oh, that's that damn, like, the alien, alien thing. First of all, it's a sci-fi movie, right? And when I say sci-fi, it's sci I mean sci-fi channel. It's a sci-fi channel <laughs> movie. Um it sucks. Um, <laughs> like, Somebody told me there's no dialogue in it. Yeah, Is there's there's no real dialogue in it. It's Brian Duffield. He's Brian Duffield does what Brian Duffield does. He's going to continue to make movies. He's going to continue to sell scripts. Uh, whatever. Um, Man, good for him. Good, good for, for him. he's making. He's fine. He's taking care of his family. Doing it. Shit's not good. Uh, Brooklyn <laughs> uh, four five. Why is that on there? I don't know. Um, the last screen movie sucked. Um, yeah, that's uh, so the bad. blackening horrible why is that on there um Black. influencer haven't watched it uh and then 15 is knock knock at the cabin haven't watched it did read the Tremblay novel that it's based on um i wasn't as a big of a fan of of uh cabin at the end of the world i mean i enjoyed it i thought it was fine you know but i wasn't like you know how it was like people were flipping out about that book like cabin at the end of the world's great uh, i thought it was fine um I haven't watched sure. the M Night movie, the M Night version. Um, but I do know some people that really fuck with it. Like I know some people that like that's their number one movie. I, I don't really? know. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't All know. Right. But but I don't know. I haven't watched it. But that's a that's the list from Variety, which I'm like again. That shows you the state of kind of. Yeah, sort of, that's that's rough, man. Yeah, I am. I'm blown away that Skinner Marine is at the top. It's, I'm blown away that it's even on there. It's a joke. Um, it's a joke. But bro. especially that it's a top. And I'm look like I like in marine you know mm -hmm. but i will agree with you it's not like that's not some shit you just suggest to somebody you know and I'm also like, like i'm i'm literally talking to you on this podcast episode about like how i like art and like art and all this shit and i'm looking at that movie and like that movie is like an art installation maybe that's what yeah. that should be you yeah. know what i'm saying but it doesn't work as a movie and it's like it's not good <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah see like i 
I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I am real, real high. So I will I will preface it by saying I was incredibly <laughs> high when I watched it. Listen, um, don't let my don't let my opinion influence yours if if you nah, fuck with, nah, fuck with it. <laughs> But I I mean I agree with you like that's a you know only only fucking weirdos like me would I ever try and get to watch Skin Marine, you know. And I've told people straight up I'm like it's like 75 minutes of just ambient nonsense nothing. Yeah, right interspersed with like with jump scares that are so loud <laughs> like yeah. you got no choice well you but can to... tell you can tell that this guy had a back he started on youtube doing sort of these youtube videos that are like retellings of dreams retellings of dreams he had he would make these videos that are retellings oh, of really? nightmares and shit and you can tell like that was his whole he just stitched together a movie link version of that um right right and you know whatever he, he put it in and and the people that bought it i think it might have been uh shutter and like you know um they got a good marketing thing that they yeah, like they to... got that shit in the fucking cinema like they market they a... market well they know how to target and horror fans i always say this all the time horror fans are so easy to please because yeah because when you have and i say this as someone who's you know a horror fan but like i have such a wide breadth of of movies that i watch like that, like my taste isn't completely skewed because I don't only watch horror movies. Like we know people that right. only watch horror movies and that's all they watch. And when you only watch that, it skews everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because yeah, you don't yeah. have a, an accurate view of, you know, anything because you're just so happy when anything is decent. Like if you're that right. in love with the genre, you just kind of take whatever. And you're like, oh, well, right. you know, it's not really good, but like it had a cool moment where like with some gory shit and it's like, all right, yeah. but that <laughs> like that doesn't mean it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, that doesn't, yeah. you know, so I do feel like when it comes to the horror fandom in general, like the taste is very suspect. Like, so. Oh, for sure. When for you can sure. market to the, that fan base specifically, um, they're going to show up if you just market it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And, and Shudder knows that. And like, uh, you know, bloody disgusting knows that as well because they have yeah yeah they own Screenbox. so like you know they they've, they've i've watched them release certain kind of movies that they've gotten from like you know festivals and shit and it's worked for them like that model kind of works and like but like right, let's not get, get in there myself hype. man yeah <laughs> yeah it's hype it's hype but one movie that's not hype is venus <laughs> right yes exactly uh, yeah so what so this is not out yet i mean it's out it's or not here. It's not out here. No, 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 no. I think you can. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I think you can rent this. You have to buy it. It's on VOD or on on Prime, I believe. Ah, uh, okay, could, okay. Could, so I it's I like just yeah, yeah. freshly released. Yeah, it's like so you can get this movie if you pay for it for sure. But uh, it's definitely worth it. Worth, it's be, it's yeah, be, totally yeah, it's worth it. Better than going to the movie theater and watching, you know, um, that new. Um, em emerald fennel movie fucking salt burn or whatever the fuck that shit is like oh, yeah don't yeah. It's, don't waste your money watch watch this <laughs> yeah watch yeah. yeah uh but where we were saying oh yeah so before before uh i let us off on a, a derailment i was uh at the point where uh lucia has came back to her sister's house uh, or came to her sister's house her apartment building at the venus right and her, let's just say her former employees, <laughs> uh, our former sure. employer, not em she was yeah. an employee, her former employers have discovered her car 
because they tracked her phone with her fucking phone that she broke <laughs> for no reason mm -hmm. uh, in her mm -hmm. car. Uh, and they sort of said they know she's somewhere in Madrid in this area because that's where she left her car. But they haven't narrowed down where because she left on foot, you know, to go to her sister's. Uh, but now we go back to the apartment and I believe she's taking a shower. Right. And um, while she's taking a shower, Rocio goes and checks her bag. And that's when we first see the drugs for real. Like she unzips the bag and there's these big fucking Ziploc baggy of filled with blue pills right oh yeah and so immediately oh, yeah. her sister's freaking the fuck out and um i think lucia walks in fresh out of the shower and she confronts her like yo what the hell is this you know and then she's like immediately like yo it's not your fucking business and she's like what are you talking about like like i, I don't give a fuck what you do with your life but you just can't turn up in here turn up now and like put me and my daughter in danger you know what i'm saying and then i think right. at that point she like apologizes but her sister's not trying to hear it you know what i'm saying she's like you know like you need to like leave you need to take your fucking your drugs and get the fuck out of here you know what i'm saying because you're gonna like i don't give a fuck about your problems you know and you can at this point this is where you see the relationship is really estranged because she's really like fuck you you know what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, big time, right? Yeah. right and you're like oh shit so like and that that after this like brief little moment then they have like a, a sit down and like her sister's at the table with her at the kitchen and they're sort of like hashing out like sort of the past, like, you know, and that's when you get the more of the backstory, right. About their mother and like, how did she find her? You hear that her mother was sick and she died in the hospital, but her mother told her cause she went there to the hospital to say goodbye. And she told her where her sister lived. And I think at this point too, her sister makes the comment, that like you fucked your you fucked her life up and then show up when just when she's about to die, you know. Right. Um, again, so clearly estranged sisters and shit. And she's never met her niece ever. Like you know what I'm saying. This is how. And her niece is probably what she can't be no more than six, or you know maybe five. She's very young. Um, she might be a little older than that. Who knows? But uh uh, but she's been out of her life this whole time. She's been out of her sister's life this whole time. And she's she's kind of like the black sheep of the family, right? Um, you get that sense. Like she's, she's the young sister, she's the baby, but she's hard headed. She's rebellious, you know? Um, and it's led to this point, this, this sort of meeting, um, because she's on the run and she needs help. Uh, what did you think about sort of, I haven't really talked, we haven't, we haven't really talked about like, uh, her sister specifically. Uh, I thought she was great. Like she, you know, um, she carries that whole part of the story. Mm. Like we keep talking about how this is two complete movies. If you mm. if you pull them apart, like she she holds down all those, all that the stuff, all the like apartment horror, and it could just be her movie, you know, and it would be fine. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. She's a very I like I like I like who I like how they cast this movie. Like I know we already mentioned that, um, but she yeah. does. They do seem like sisters. They do seem like relatively. You know, um, they look they look like they could be sisters, but also yeah. like there's a clearly a difference in age, but not like drastic. You know what I'm saying? She definitely looks like right. the older sister, but but yeah. at the same time, I just thought that like like you said, two different movies going on at the same time. Um, oh yeah, and like they she did some cool subtle shit with her, like because I've seen that actor and other stuff before. Mm -hmm. And they like, it's like um, to make her the uh, to make Lucia seem 
even more so like the the prettier sister you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah they um they kind of like fucked up the older sister a little bit with some real subtle makeup they made her look a little like bit she just kind of had bad skin yeah. right and been yeah. sleeping well and stuff but i've seen her and other stuff that that chick and she's like flawless face yeah you, let's just be let's just be clear here both of these women are very attractive it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like it doesn't matter how much they get beat up in this movie. It's like it doesn't. No, really, yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't really take away from sort of that. Like, or you can tell, like, oh yeah, like this is a a, a pretty woman who's going through some shit. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Not like and oh, on this- that note, man. I, I should mention, like, um, I fucking love uh when people take the violence in their movies seriously, mm-hmm. and so often it's this kind of movie. It's like crime meets horror where the directors really want to take their like anatomy and injury seriously mm-hmm. and um it's like that that fight between Lucia and Moro when mm-hmm. she's escaping the club at the beginning first off it goes like full on like a choreographed action scene like they're right. fucking whooping each other's asses for a second there <laughs> and uh and she gets fucked up bad yeah yeah you know and it's taken real seriously like it it's ugly looking and she she doesn't like magically just look okay the next day. Like she's still looking fucked up. Right. And she's constantly like having to like change it. And it's like pussing and like oozing and like, uh, like it's a continual ailment. It's not like, Oh, she got cut in the beginning and she's just walking around fine. Like, no, it bothers right. her the rest of the movie and she sustains yeah. more injuries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's great. It's, I yeah. feel like that's sort of one of this dude's strengths as a filmmaker and as a storyteller is it, mm-hmm. um, and I learned this from Joe Koch, uh, the the horror writer. Joe told me he was like, "You gotta, what's the conflict in this scene?" He was like, "Give me some notes on the thing I was working on." And I'm like, "The conflict in this scene, shit. I guess I hadn't thought about it." He was like, "Every every fucking scene and everything's gotta have some kind of conflict. conflict. Yeah, and you might not realize it's there, but it's like you gotta find it and you gotta key up on that." Mm. And this dude is so good at like. And just making everything seem so, and making conflict seem so dangerous, and mm-hmm. uh, and taking it seriously. And you were talking about the the setup, the like crime thriller setup of being on the run and being paranoid, and like everybody's out, everybody's watching, everybody's like out on the streets trying to find you. And that, like, again, that's something that that keeps that conflict on every single scene. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, they usually. Yeah, he he uses that very well uh, in this in this movie for sure. Cause like she's trapped, like you know what right. I'm saying. Like, and it's like you can't go outside because every time yeah. you go outside, you take a risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you take a risk, and, and and they heighten it up because she does go outside and she encounters. Uh, she manages to avoid the, 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 them them looking for her now that they know right. where she's at. But you know they're out saying? there like immediately. <laughs> right, right, and she's like, "Fuck," you know what I'm saying? Like, but. But yeah, like, but she has to hole up in this building and he, and he gets, she's caught in a situation. You come to realize like, it's like, what's worse? What's out, what's outside or what's inside? It's right, fucking debatable. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's and like, yo, I like, don't know. You know, it's like one trope supports another, oh, right? So the right. crime thriller trope of being on the run and you got to stay in right. the safe house. You can't it's, trust anybody. But then the, the haunted house trope of like, why don't these characters fucking leave? 
and never come back. You know, that's like the problem with so many movies like that. But yeah. in this, like the one trope makes the other one work. It's like that's why she can't leave. <laughs> it's so dope when you think about it though. It's like it's like it's like a choose your own adventure movie. It's like, okay, do you want to go into a crime thriller movie or do you sure. want to stay in a horror movie? Pick. Sure. You got one yeah. or two, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you gotta you know what I mean? If you go outside, now you're in a crime thriller. But if you stay in here now you're in a horror yeah, movie. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. like, fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's another cool aspect of this movie is how it plays by it mashing these two things together. And I was, I literally just watched a movie that, that was mashing shit together and it was horrible. Like, um, probably this, the episode for that might be out the same time as this episode. Um, I was on a podcast called, um, Movies in Chaos by a uh, screenwriter Mark Palermo, and one of the movies we talked about was It's a Wonderful Knife, and I went on a rant about how this movie is like some chat GPT ass shit. Um, <laughs> and if y'all want to hear that, go listen to that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but like that's a that's an example of a movie that mashes two things together but does it in the wrong way. And this is an example of mm. a movie that does it the right way, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, it does right it the on. right way, not not the fucking horrible it's this movie meets that movie and it's so fucking generic and stupid you know what i mean like yeah yeah like this movie is not you know it's a wonderful knife come on bro like you know just the title yeah. alone should, like clue you in but yeah like <laughs> this movie is is great about sort of the way it utilizes you know the tropes of both both genres and, and sort of plays them against each other for for like great effect yeah but yeah so the sisters, as I was saying, they have this we they have this tension and she's caught her with the drugs and he spells out like the whole sort of like you've not been around and you've kind of, you're kind of like the younger sister. That's a fuck up. Um, and I think Lucia is trying to explain to her, like, but listen, like I got these drugs and like this can help all of us. Like this can help you. Like I see right. that you're trying to leave. Like I see. Look at your place. Like you don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And like I'm with she's like my boyfriend. He knows how to sell it. You know, um, we can make money off of this. And, and of course, like her sister's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Are you an asshole? Mm, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm, like, yeah. You know, and she's, I think even Lucia's like, we could buy grandma a house and we can all three live there. And she's like, I'm sure it's better than this shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, which I mean, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and she even tells her to like, think about, think about her daughter, you know, but then like, you know, that's when that pisses her sister off. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I am thinking about my daughter, but like, you don't even know her. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't know who the fuck you is. So, uh, yeah. So ultimately, you know, and not to dwell on this shit too much, but ultimately she and her sister sort of agree to disagree more or less, you know? Um, and I think Lucia goes to sleep. Right. Um, and, but when she's asleep, that's when the weird creepy horror movie starts back up again right like where she goes to lay down and like she starts to see shit or hear shit and see shit in the fucking in the heart in the in the place right yeah and like um and then the, the horror movie creeps back in um and it's a cool sort of like uh nightmare sequence if you want to call it that because it, it kind of plays with the reality because you don't quite know if it's a nightmare at first you know because right, it doesn't yeah. it's not immediately obvious that she's sleeping you know what i mean um we just kind of see her in the room we see her close her eyes but then it sort of like shows her like waking up as her like laundry's drying or whatever or washing um and when she does wake up um she's it's because she hears something 
right? And she starts to like look around the room. And I think at a certain point, she looks because she's laying on her back, she notices something coming from the vent, like whatever source mm-hmm. of the sound, these weird sounds that are coming from this vent. And she's like looking up at the vent. And like then she goes to check on her fucking uh not even check on it she goes to turn off the dryer so she can hear better i think right right I it was fucking cool noises detail. yeah it was and so like she turns it off and she still hears the noise so she like gets a chair and stands on it to get closer to the vent to hear and when she does that like there this is like kind of like your typical kind of like almost kind of like jump scare moment right where where she's like standing on her tippy toes trying to see into the vent and as she says hands come through the vent and she fucking falls back onto the bed and then like the vent drops down and she like looks up and a fucking first first a bunch of bugs come out right like a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. insects and shit come out but then a whole motherfucker with a fucking gimp mask starts to crawl out the fucking yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but then she would then it cuts and she wakes up and she looks up and the vent is there nothing happened uh <laughs> you know uh, but at that moment, you're already like, oh, okay, okay. But it's daytime now, and, and you get thrown for a loop because when she wakes up and it's daytime, she goes into the kitchen and she sees her niece, and her niece is like making coffee. And she's like, you know, I made you some coffee. And you immediately understand, like, oh shit, like this girl's pretty independent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she must get left alone a lot. She must be like a latchkey kid, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, because she's very comfortable being by herself. And she's like made her own cereal and she's eating it. And she's made coffee. And there's like a little like sort of like uh, getting to know and a little bit of a bonding moment between her, her and her aunt, right? This Alba and her aunt. That kid's awesome too. That right, she's a great actress, really and good. she does look, she does look like a relative. They have a similar kind of look, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? Same yeah. kind of fucking eyes, same kind of like similar face shape. So they look related on one level. She looks like she can potentially be her fucking sister, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know. Um, but she asked where her mom is and she's like, is she asleep? And she said, no, she's not here. And she's like, yeah, I think she like left in the night. Like her bag's not here, but she's very casual about it. Like she doesn't even seem annoyed like or, or, or like worried. But of course, Lucia's like, what the fuck? Like she just left. So she like gets up and starts running around the house looking for her sister, calling for her sister. And yes, she's gone. She's nowhere in sight. She doesn't know where the fuck she is. And so she immediately she's kind of freaking out. Right. Um, but the little girl is very calm right the whole time and she's like well where did she go and she's like i don't know she just she doesn't like this place and it scares her right like <laughs> so she yeah. just like left you know what i mean um and she said well where's the phone she's like well mom has a cell phone but she took it with her and then she asked her if like the neighbors have any phone and she's like well there's not a lot of people that live in this building <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. um so she glances out the window just to like check and uh, and like because she's noited she's paranoid she's like fuck you know she, she's on the run so she decides to go out in public with the girl to go find someone with a phone right and um as she's doing that then we see victor this is the first time we meet the boss selena's right victor right. goes into some like cafe or whatever and uh he sits down and he's brought i think he's brought the boss like a fucking what is it, like a croissant or some or churros Yes, the churros, yeah. Churros, right? He brings like some churros and like a coffee or some shit. And he sits down to talk to the boss about what the fuck's going on. And there's a third guy there, a fucking guy with a fucking, he looks kind of like a very, like, I I describe him as he has like the the fucking disposition of a rodent. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) This very rodent kind of like 
henchman guy that's like yeah. there with them like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah big time yeah and like basically that this is where we get the rundown of like you know the drugs with the chinese you know what i'm saying like they're his like salinas explains to victor like you know the chinese are his partners and shit and he's like they do business together like they respect him and he's like but you know why they respect me because when they need the, him to send them a package he always delivers on time with no fucking trouble right um right they're happy and now I don't have the package. What the fuck? You know right. what I'm saying? So he's putting the pressure on Victor, you know what I'm saying? And he's telling them, like, you know, like, as he's eating these churros, he asked, like, yo, did the old lady who made the churros, like, did she make these shits? And she's like, nah, like, she retired. He's like, well, who the fuck's making them now? He's like, I think it's her daughter. He's like, well, listen, I'm going to give you money <laughs> to go find the old lady and tell her to make me the churros. Like, make- yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's just doing this as a flex, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, know, like you, right. you fucked up these drugs. Now go get me churros, motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but he's also asking, like, you know, about Lucia. He's like, who's this girl? You know, what's her name? He tells her it's Lucia. And he even says, like, Lucia, that means bringer of daylight, I think. Right. right? which right. comes into play right oh yeah and then if victor's telling him like what do you know he's like well you know i don't really know her like i i know her by sight but like i've only interacted i've, I've spoken to her a few times she's a dancer at the club right uh you know and of course salinas is kind of like you know not trying to hear this shit dog he's like you know like he's basically you know not he's 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 pissed off he's saying like yo someone tipped her off how does this random fucking dancer know about where the drugs are right you know what i'm saying like somebody inside and victor trying to blows by that he's like listen i'll find her i swear <laughs> you know what i'm saying right like, right like not yeah, even yeah. trying to address like that someone potentially tipped her off he's just like i'll find her i promise you know what i mean well he's like no what you're gonna find is the old lady to make my fucking churros that's what you're fucking gonna do right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying you think yeah. he even says like you think you can do that without fucking this up like you know right um, so victor walks out you know fucking basically you know emasculated you know at this point you know and he gets in his fucking car and we watch him sort of like sit there and he's like you can you you can see the stress on his he's stressing he's fucked up you know yeah. he's like fuck i don't and then we go back to see uh, Lucia and and uh, Alba, and they go. She goes into like a local like bakery or some shit, and asks them if she can use the phone. And so the guy gives her a fucking landline phone, and she calls her sister. But of course, sister doesn't answer. She gets the fucking voicemail, so she hangs up. Right. But as she's trying to have this call, she looks. She's looking through the open door, and she sees some men outside. Right. And the men are talking. And they're looking at a piece of paper, which obviously is a photo of her. <laughs> and like, um, she realizes like, oh shit, like these guys are looking for me. And I think she even spots Morrow, right? Um, so she's already like, oh shit, like they're handing out like pictures of me and they've got guys scouring this neighborhood. They know I'm in this neighborhood, fuck. Yeah. So she's like trying to like be low key and she like hangs the phone up and, and, and takes Alba and, and like rushes out, like, right? So- I think that's when she sees Moro or whatever, right? Or, or maybe she never sees Moro, I'm not sure. But we know Moro is out there with these guys looking. And then Moro is with the, the I guess, the the guy who I described that has the, input, the disposition of a rodent. Um, yeah, yeah. Ratman. Ratman is, like, in there <laughs> with Moro. And he's, like, basically telling them, like, you know, like, Moro's giving excuses again. Like, there's a lot of blocks. How are we going to find them, you know? And dude is, like, not trying to hear it. He's, like, yo... We're gonna find her. I think he says we're gonna find her by blood. Right. Yeah. And Moro's like, what are you talking about? 
He's like the girl's blood. He's like, I need something that's intimate of hers, panties or some shit, right? Uh huh. He tells he tells Moro to get it for him, and Moro's looking at him like, what the fuck are you? You know, I'm like what? Okay, whatever, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, which comes again, like we even wonder as an audience what that's for. Like, how is he going to use that? How is he going to utilize it? And 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 I think it, I think the way that they uh, actually end up incorporating this into the story is another cool kind of um, interesting like meshing of yeah yeah the, you know horror world with this sort of like more hyper right. real crime kind of movie world mm-hmm. but yeah um so of course Rosia's back at the house hiding now she's like fuck i can't go nowhere and she's i think she's like eating eating spaghetti that she's made with alba more bonding with alba which is an important mm-hmm. moment i think is all of the moments that she has with her niece which kind of like you know inspire her to like later in the movie right because she's like connecting with her niece for the first time and she you, they do have a good kind of like on-stream chemistry like like yeah. you said that little girl's really good like you know yeah yeah and both of them together they're great yeah mm. but i think at that point in the movie right she's kind of like she doesn't really know what to do which is an interesting point because like we were introduced to this sister character and they immediately take her away like you know what i'm saying yeah and it's just yeah. her with this girl that who's her niece that she doesn't even know like you know um and she's trapped with her in this building right and she's sort of like and, and i don't know but how did you feel at this point in the movie you were like what the fuck is gonna like <laughs> like what is happening like you know uh because i was like i thought it was a very interesting w- approach you know what i mean like for for a movie to take because it's like there's many ways we've watched these we've watched plenty of genre movies you know what i'm saying we've seen all the sort of different ways that sort of plots can go left and right this way and that way and typically they're very predictable um but i kind of thought like oh this is kind of interesting like you just took this other character who we thought was going to be really important away (laughs) like you know like um, yeah 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 and i like like a lot of things in this movie mm -hmm. um um, the answer turned out to be simple Mm -hmm. and probably you know for some people maybe predictable but i just didn't see like uh like it was way late in the game mm-hmm. before it when victor showed up at lucia's uh, or at rocio's apartment yeah. complex to find her it, it wasn't until he showed up like at the building and started fucking around that i was like oh man he's the one he's her partner mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't even know. I thought he was for real trying to find her until I realized I was like, this motherfucker's like doing everything he can to circle the problem instead of solving it. And I was like, oh, he's her fucking boyfriend. And it's the same when the sister disappeared from the story. I was like, you know, I'm thinking, where the fuck is she? And then when when that pays off, like when you find out where she was, I was like, oh, I mean, that's pretty. I should have just known. Like you know, she was fucked up somewhere. Right, right, and you kind of it, it. The the movie's good about like keeping keeping you on your toes with with it because it's like it really is, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really take the it doesn't go out. It's not trying to be overly clever, but it's also not trying. Well, it's not trying to like telegraph shit, and when it does telegraph shit, it's like only to misdirect. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's one of those things like me and the 
uh, like the writer crew that I hang out with. We were shout talking out to the about collective. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Void Collective. Um, mm-hmm. we were talking about like, um, you know how to make things unique, and mm-hmm. when you sit down at a keyboard every time, are you trying to do something unique or not? And uh, and we talked about you know like one of the ways to make something unique is to you're you're just writing a basic screenplay like it's not a weird kind of experimental movie it's a movie movie like your basic kind of movie formula right but you're uh you're combining the the combination of elements that you're using is like fresh yeah you know you're like have we ever seen crime thriller meets like spanish haunted apartment thing you know what i mean and those two things separately are like nothing new but it's like have we seen them together right Uh, and and i think like the everything all the like the combined elements of this movie the crazy background setup of the new planet (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) and the and the crime thriller meet haunted building thing like all of that shit comes together to make something real fresh and it stays like surprising and a bit unpredictable even though the individual parts of it definitely Mm -hmm. like fit formulas so i want to do this for people who are listening to this episode who haven't watched venus please go watch venus now because i really want to talk about all the crazy shit that happens in the last 25 minutes and um i'm going yeah agreed highly (laughs) recommended movie like yes go watch this movie don't let us spoil this because we're going to spoil it at this point so you've been warned (laughs) at this point because crazy shit happens uh, but I will say this, when uh, Lucia is talking, like we're like I was mentioning, when when, uh, when Lucia is talking with Alba at the table, we get a lot of interesting like information, if you want to call it exposition, right? Because at f- first, uh, I think I think Alba asked Lucy if she would teach her how to dance because she heard from her mom that her sister is a dancer, right? Right. right. And she's like, yeah, whatever. But then she's she promises in kind of like an offhand way. But then she's like, but hey, Alba, like last night, like, why were you leaving? Right. And this is when sort of uh, Alba tells her that, like, her mother's scared of this place that, you know, and Alba says, because there's a woman upstairs. And Lucia's like, right. What are you about? right. And she's she's like the apartment upstairs. Your mom says no one lives there. And she's like, I know, but she's scared of her. And that's why she left. And you're like, what the fuck, right? And she's and 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 then she starts to explain to her, like, I think I'm for, for I think Alicia is like, well, she left you with me, and she's like, yeah, but you're my auntie, like, you know what I'm saying, like, what the fuck, sure, yeah, you know? like, um, or she says she left you alone, but she's like, no, she, I'm with you, you're my auntie, but then she asks her, well, who's upstairs, and then that's when she starts to explain to her, like, the servant, that's what she calls it, the servant, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's like the servant. Like, what the fuck is the servant? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and she's like, uh, her lady's like, you know, like something to do with like the servant's lady. We all this makes sense by the end of the movie, right? But she talks about like the servant's lady's not here, but like, but the servant's scary. And if you saw her, you would be scared too. And like, she says something like the servant likes her, like they're friends, like the servant, like she brings her presents sometimes and shit uh-huh yeah from this from space she calls them presents from space and she tells her like you want to see them and she shows her these like box 
with like these fucking random items that she's been giving shit that like little kids don't even need to have like a scalpel <laughs> you know uh it's like she says it's a jar one of them is like a jar of children's tears she says like just weird weird oh i missed out on that damn yeah like so like she's going through the box the first thing she takes out is a scalpel and she's like talking to her like as she's like taking shit out right like she takes the scalpel out first and the little girl doesn't say anything she doesn't say anything but then she like grabs like a, she sees like a necklace it looks like an old necklace too it's got like emeralds or some shit in it like not mm -hmm. probably not real emeralds but whatever and she's like these are weird presents for a girl and she's like well she says she says that they're offerings that's what she says right the little girl's like they're offerings and then she takes out a jar with a giant bug in it it's like a fucking bug and water it looks like a giant cockroach or some shit but then she takes out a jar with just water and she asks her what this is and she says it's tears from children <laughs> yeah 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 and she looks at her like what like what the fuck Damn. you know what i'm saying like okay so you know we already and she you know you think she's just a little kid so she just kind of like blows it off but then she finds a bag with teeth in it like a little plastic bag with teeth and she throws, <laughs> like, throws it in she's like she just looks at her like yo tell me the truth like where'd you get all this shit and she's like i told you like she they're present she, she brings them to me you know what i mean she's like she brings them through the dreams and you're like, okay, at this point, she's like, she dreams of ugly things and that, and then she can like get in here. Like when you have nightmares, basically like, the, the dreams are the doors, you know what I mean? Which makes you think like, this is some Friday the 13th, well, not Friday the 13th, this is some nightmare on Elm Street shit. Like, yeah. you know it's not, but like, you start to think that a little bit, right? Like it's throwing you a little bit of a curveball, right? And as we get this sort of exposition, then we go back to the club and Victor's like talking to one of the dancers who apparently is a roommate uh uh that's that's where lucia lives she lives with this other girl who's a dancer right and victor's like telling her like yo when's the last time you've seen her she's in big trouble and i just want to help and like you've already said like victor turns out to be her boyfriend you know the whole time he's the one that's the fucking and he's the one who gave her the tip that told her like where the right. they're in this together right so victor's trying to play it cool and act like you know he's trying to help the boss find these drugs but ultimately you know, this was his idea. He came up with this scam, right? Now it's right. fucking blowing up in his face, uh, which creates another wrinkle, right? Um, but yeah, and also another thing I will say, as Lucia is home alone with her niece, uh, there's a couple of cool moments where we watch her like change her fucking, her uh, leg wrapping. And you see the like the gnarly ass fucking wound. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gross. Close up, and it's kind of like fucking gross. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, I thought that was again, like we already said, like this movie is like not one of those movies where someone gets hurt and they forget about it and this never comes back up. Like she's hurt the whole fucking movie. Like you know, right? <laughs> and she only yeah. she only uh, proceeds to get more hurt as the movie. Is <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Right. Sure, um, yeah. But as she's changing the dress, dressing, she finds like an old like. I think photo book with her and her sister pictures of her and their mother and she you know nostalgia moment in a movie and the little girl alba comes in and sees her and she's talking to her about the pictures again another bonding moment and then finally she wants to use she decides she wants to use the phone she needs to talk to her sister so she decides to visit uh the girl upstairs the one that we saw initially when she first came off the elevator the girl the 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 girl who who has uh some kind of mental handicap right and um mm -hmm. she lives with she lives with these old ladies like i don't know which lady i don't know if it's her grandmother but it's her party so alba is like yo we have to go to the party 
Plus, she just wants to get out of the house, apparently, right? We have to go to this girl's party because she's not going to, like, stop, like, bugging us if we don't. But you can use the phone if you go to the party, more or less. So they go upstairs to the party, and she meets these three other old ladies, right? Um, and these three other old ladies, they look like everyone's fucking aunts or grandmas, you know what I mean? Old-ass ladies. Mm-hmm. And they seem nice enough, but obviously this is a horror movie, so they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, they're fucking sinister fucking, you know, like uh, women we, we, we discover. Um, and like, so they're at this party. Uh, she tries to use, I think she speaks with the the oldest woman who's sort of like the matriarch of this whole fucking building. You know what I mean? Um, this old gray haired lady who we discover is also the owner of the building too. Um, uh, but there, I think she calls on the phone, right? If I'm remembering this correctly, Evan, she calls on the phone um, while they're having the party, of course, gets the message again, um, her sister's voicemail. And you just think like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Like, where's this movie going? Uh, well, it's going, it's going some, some strange places. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's going some strange places. Uh, uh, I think we've, I think, I think I've done a pretty beat by beat sort of, uh, sort of go a uh, walkthrough of this movie. And I don't really want to waste too much time, but I do want to hit some of these moments, uh, as this party's going on and as she's unable to contact sort of her sister yet again, we do uh, discover the boyfriend is Victor because her sister doesn't call. So she, who does she call? She calls Victor, right? Because her sister doesn't answer and Victor answers on the phone and that's where they discover, Oh shit. Like they're in this together. And he's like trying to calm her down and say, he's like, tell me where you are. And she, as she's telling, trying to tell him where she is, she does get, he, he tells her that like Calvo's looking for her. Everyone's looking for her. They know she's in Madrid. I need to find you for, we need to get, I need to get to you first. Okay. But you have to trust me. He's trying to calm her down. Right. Um, so as she's about to tell him where she is, she does get out that she's at the Venus, but the phone cuts out. Right. Um, so he's like, fuck, he kind of hears it, but he's like, Venus, what's Venus? You know, he doesn't understand what the fuck it is. Cause the phone's breaking up. So he, the call goes dead and he's like, fuck right now. At, after this scene is where, we see um, the rat. I don't know what this character's name is. I just keep calling him a rat. <laughs> yeah. The fucking the rat man. He's got a fucking rat mustache. And like he's at, he goes to see this woman and he brings a, the, the, the bloody shirt that Victor pulled from the car that belonged to Lucia. He gives it to this woman, right? And this woman, he, he says he wants to find, he wants to find Lucia. He wants to find this girl, right? So the woman like takes some scissors and cuts a piece of the shirt that's bloody, right? And she puts it in a glass and she and she pours some, I don't know what kind of liquid it is. <laughs> she pours uh-huh. some, sort of, some dark liquid on top of the, the rag and then she proceeds to drink it and swallow the rag whole. And it's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Right? Like, like she just like literally puts the rag in her mouth and then drinks it and swallows it. And then when she's able to do that, her eyes roll back in her head. And then she's able to sort of locate and point on a map where where Lucia is. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like this movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. 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 It was a way to sort of like to put the sort of like paranormal or the supernatural in this movie again, insert it back in there. Because literally what happens is she like spits it out and it falls right on the where the space where she's at, which is 
the the Venus building right in the middle, right? And then she says it's this. I think he says the girls right here. She says it's the same blood, but then she says her name's not Lucia though. It's it's Rocio, and I don't. I still don't know. He's asked what you mean by that, and she says that's what I see. I don't know what they meant by that. Were you able to figure out what they meant by that, Evan? Because I don't know. Uh, well, just like the the blood is the same, but it's not her. Like it's her sister. Like they got the same blood, but 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 she's saying the girl is right there, but it's Lucia's blood. And I'm not. Yeah, putting, I'm I not don't putting, know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't, it's I don't, just I don't. like uh, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The untrustworthy nature of that lady's witchcraft mm. or whatever. Um, which a lot of the, you know, as the movie starts to get heavier on the horror and heavier on like the occult aspects of it, it's, it gets a little more like loose and slippery yeah. in terms of like the writing, but it's yeah, so sure. stylish and so well made that I don't care. Like I don't, you know, I don't pick apart that stuff too much cause I'm having such a good time watching it, but yeah, it is like, wait, why, why didn't you just. Uh, why didn't you know it was Lucia? I don't know. It does seem a little odd. Yeah. My favorite thing about that scene, though, is that it kind of, I think it shows that the world, the world that this movie takes place in is, like, not ours. Like, it's, yeah. it's weirder. People are used to weirder shit here. Yeah. And, like, um, as soon as they call in the fucking rat fink dude with the skinny mustache, like, Victor is super sketched by that guy straight like right off the beginning because he knows that dude is on some real weird shit yeah yeah you know he's <laughs> yeah. like a boss calls that dude because he's got like some non-human shit going on and yeah and then when that guy takes him down to see the witch or whatever it's like oh well this pans out like that that makes sense and none nobody like nobody seems like it's their first time seeing anything like that yeah for sure yeah yeah, um, yeah. so at to speed it along, and like I said, I know I've literally keep saying that, and I keep going through every moment because I just be want to talk about all this shit. I really do. I want to talk about all this shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, there's a there's a few moments that happen that kind of like I think she gets back home with her sister, or she not we think it's we think it's it turns out to be a fake out, right? She's back home, right. goes back home, with, or she's been back home. They Lucia's been been with Alba at the apartment. Again, sister's nowhere in sight, can't contact her. You know, they went upstairs to use the phone, obviously at the party, but they come back to the apartment. Um, there's a moment that her sister reappears and her sister wants to attack her. And then we see the little girl like stab herself in the in the neck. Oh, <laughs> like it was brutal, man. Yeah, it was fucked up, but it turns out to be just again a dream, right? It, it was and her right. I think I think her sister like slashes her across the face too, it cuts her face. We yeah. think like at first I'm like, oh shit, this might be real. It's not real. <laughs> but but if I thought it was at first, the way they play it, it's kind of kind of ambiguous at first. Yeah. Um, until it cuts to the next day and she's fine. You know what I mean? And and we see Victor sort of like pull up. Uh he he I think Victor has to like put together like where the Venus building is. So he like Googles it, like and basically ends up finding, discovering where this building is, right? Um, right. And also at the same time, as he's discovering it. Obviously now, uh, Ratman has found it, so <laughs> he's he's right. he knows where to go. So everyone is converging on this building, right? Um, and right. Lucy completely doesn't understand like what the fuck's going on, right? Like she doesn't know that like this is happening because she's stuck in the building with with her, with with her niece, right? 
Uh, but when Lucia wakes up, there is an interesting moment where her niece brings her a tin can and says it's a new present from the from, from uh, I guess from the uh, the servant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she gives her this cookie tin, basically one of those like metal cookie tins, and she opens it, and inside of it is just like some duct tape and a fucking stapler, like a stapler gun. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is, which comes back into play. Um, uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Again, strange presents to give to a child, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, which this is nothing about. This is normal for sure. Uh, but now the bat, now the sharks are circling though at this at this moment because because uh, fucking the rat man has showed up to the building with Moro, and like uh, he tells Moro to like wait in the car. Moro's ready. Moro's like, I'm gonna go in there and get her. And he's like, Nah, dog, chill out. <laughs> you know, let me go in here. You know, don't do shit. Wait for me. So Moro decides to like take a more subtle approach, and he pretends to be. Uh, some guy who wants to buy the building. Um, and he actually helps one of the old ladies that we met upstairs who was at the girl's birthday party. Uh, he sees her like pulling in, taking some groceries or something into the building. So he offers to help her. And then he uses that as a way to get into the house and talk to these women. And immediately he's trying to figure out like who he's like, he tells them like, well, let me know like who's in this building. Like I need to like, I'm going to buy this building potentially. And like, um, I, wish, I just want to know the tenants. I need to talk to all y'all. I want to get a head count. Um, Right. I think that's that's what yeah. he says. Right. He's he's, yeah. some, he's like uh, he's basically, uh, you know, posing. Right. And at the same right. time, weirdly enough, uh, I think Victor's in the building, too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Victor's like walking through the building and he's like trying to find like, again, this building is mostly no one's lives there. So he's like trying to go to up the floors and knock on doors and see who's there, you know, at the same time as this is happening. Right. And it's all these things simultaneously converging. Right. Um and uh, while that is also happening, um, Lucia is kind of weirded out by the servant giving giving uh, Alba these gifts. And she tells Alba to wait in the house. And she decides to go investigate upstairs, the room above where this quote unquote servant supposedly is, right? So she's mm -hmm. go as she's going up there, she's seeing all this weird shit, right? On this uh, supposed to be abandoned floor. A lot of things painted on the walls. A lot of weird oh, yeah. sort of occult symbols and runes and shit. And she's working, she's walking through this pretty fucked up, desolate looking floor of this building. And as she's discovering this floor, uh, again, all of this shit is converging at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Like all right. three, three things. And she actually finds this room while I think the rat man is talking with these old women, right? Right, right. Um, so it's like, again, and Victor's, so you got three intersecting characters at this point, right? right. Um, so it's all, ha it's, like I said, the movie speeds up at this point, right? Like, And like, as he's talking to the first two old ladies about who's in the building, that's when the, the matriarch, the oldest woman comes in and, you know, he greets her and she tells him to sit down, right? And this is when, at the same time, I think Lucia's found this room where there's these paintings on the wall, some shit that looks like, uh, what's the fucking painter uh, uh, that I'm thinking of? Uh, Is it Mark Ryder? No, 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 no. There's another, there's another fucking, uh, he might be an Italian painter. Uh, oh, like Caravaggio? Carva like Caravaggio, and there's another yeah. one. There's another one. There's like these fucking really dark paintings, right? Um, that she sees, but she also sees these uh, Polaroids. Uh, Degas, like Degas, right? I think it might or be. Goya. 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 I'm thinking Goya. Yeah, That's exactly yeah, what I'm yeah. thinking. Goya. These pictures are like some shit Goya painted, right? Yeah, it's um, like Goya, yeah. 
and she sees these fucking weird paintings and like there's like a a child being stabbed in the throat with a dagger by somebody and then like then she walks into this other room and there's like these polaroids hanging from strings from the ceiling and the polaroids are all of her her niece alba which obviously really skept really freaky but then she yeah. sees this one fucking photo um of a woman with a crown on her head in a veil and she's holding a chain uh, that's connected to the neck of a, a fucking obese naked woman with a fucking leather mask on. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at this point, you know, I'm like, all right, we here, we we here. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the, which we discover is the woman with the mask is the servant, and and um, right. yeah. So, and the and the lady who the servant works is the, obviously the woman with the crown, um, and Lucia like goes further into the room and that's when her sister jumps out at her uh and she's she has a chain uh hooked to a collar on her neck or that's keeping her again that's locked to the wall but her also her throat is slit. i I don't know who slit her throat i don't know when it got slit i don't know (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah but her throat is slit right um and maybe the chain is hooked to her waist i'm not sure all i know is that uh the the uh, chain is keeping her hooked to the wall, but she doesn't. That's the least of her problems because her neck is fucking slit and she's bleeding yeah. out. And yeah. of course, Lucia's like, "Oh shit!" Like she's trying to like hold the hold her sister's neck, and she's telling her like, "You know, it's the women downstairs. They killed all those girls. They want Alba. They want Alba." You know, and we're like, "What?" And, you know, of course, Lucia's like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about?" And she's like, "Tell, right. take her away. Take my daughter away. Please promise me you'll get her out of here." And she, as the blood is leaking out of her, like, you know, and, and basically she's, we know she's done for, she's dead. Like, this is like, you know, this is a, her art, this is a, car, a carotid artery, basically. Like, you know, like, right, and, yeah. And she, and Lucia like tries to like pull the chain from the wall, which she can't do. There's no way. She doesn't have superhuman strength. This is the Avengers, you know, so right. she, does, <laughs> but she, she's trying to get her sister to stay with her, but it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's a losing battle. Her sister's, her sister go, is, is, fading away and she makes her promise like you know like to take care of to take care of alba to protect alba and at the same time this is uh, i think lucia is like begging for her forgiveness you know forgive her for all the shit she did you know yeah, so it's, right. a, it's a it's a i think the actors the actresses did a good job in this scene i do yeah I think, oh yeah these can be kind of like you know in horror movies specifically these can be kind of shitty you know and i think sure, like yeah they were pretty good this this scene had some emotional impact at least yeah I, yeah right you know uh, I don't know. Did you think so, Evan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely agreed. Yeah, yeah. And then that, along with like the you know her bleeding out, it's like um, yeah, it's real tense and it's real. It definitely feels like a moment of loss for real. So while this is happening, we go back downstairs to the rat man who's talking with the women in the house, and um, he's asking about the ninth floor specifically, and he's asking. I think they say that Lucia he mentions Lucia's name or he gets, a, he gets some sort of information that ultimately the sisters talk about like Rossio and her sister staying with her Lucia or some shit. And, mm-hmm. and the woman calls him out though. Cause he says like the owner, the owner, he spoke with the owner about buying the house. And she's like, that's funny that you mentioned that you spoke with the owner about buying the building, not the house, the building. And yeah. she's like, because I'm the owner. Right. right. <laughs> At this moment, he's like, he's like, fuck, I'm caught. Right. And, and, right. you know, like, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, listen, ladies, like, you know, um, 
I'm gonna make this shit easy for you, okay? Like we, you know, yeah. The old lady's like, I'm not trying to hear it. Like she's like, what, what, why are you here for? And he's like, nah, fuck that. Like, tell me who's on the ninth floor, you know? And at that moment, like, one of the other old ladies comes from behind and hits him right on top of the head with a fucking hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and splits his shit. <laughs> Game yeah. over, homie. Um, so at that point, you know. We were with Lucia. She's back. She comes back rushing into the house, into the apartment, right? But she sees her niece laying like on the, the couch or whatever. And she stops herself and looks at the blood on her hands. And she's like, fuck, I got to clean up. She's got her mother's blood all on her hands. So she goes to the bathroom to clean, washes her hands off, gets it off of her fucking neck. Because, you know, her sister's blood all over. Her. And she's fucking freaking out, right? Um, but then she comes back into the living room to get to get uh, Alba, right? Um and I think Alba mentions too, like there's going to be an eclipse outside because that that's that's a whole other like element to this story <laughs> that's still yeah, going sure, on. Yeah. Forgot to mention that fucking eclipse is happening, right? And it's important that this eclipse is happening, right? And right. then I think I think Alicia goes out to, to look out the window and she looks down and she sees Moro outside of the car waiting and she's like, oh fuck, fuck shit. And she's and then Alba asks her what's wrong and she's asking like her is like, well, nothing. Like, is there any way out this building? Another way? And she tells her no, right? when she says that, then they hear something in the fucking apartment. They hear a fucking someone's inside the fucking apartment, right? right. <laughs> and she's super fucking freaked out. She's like moving through the fucking apartment very slow, like trying to figure out who the fuck, you know, what the fuck's going on in the apartment. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Evan, do you remember this? Uh, I think the, the little girl knocks at the door first, right? To ask if Alba can play. That's right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And she says she wants to do like a beauty salon or whatever. She has like that, that Barbie that she got for her as a present on her birthday. And then like, I, uh, I think Lucia like shuts the door on her. Like, no, no, she can't come out and play. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that shit. Like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and th- that's when, uh, like, uh, I think at a certain point, like, um, the tension is already be- you know, rising because I think Moro gets on the phone and he's like talking with uh, Selena's. And Selena's tells him to wait, like, we're, I'm coming, I'm bringing all the men, because for whatever reason, the rat man hasn't came out yet, so something's wrong. And Selena's right. is, like, on the other end of the phone, like, oh, like, they must be working with people. Like, they must be some motherfuckers in there. I'm going to bring all the guys. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We're going right. to come through. We're going to kill everybody type shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, a lot of these plot points are, like, intersecting, right? Um, and I think... Um, I think we see the uh, rat man has been like strung up upside down, like basically yeah. like and the women, like the old women have like got him strung up, hanging upside down. They got a bucket under him. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they fucking basically slit his throat so he can bleed out into the bucket because <laughs> these yeah. old women are like they're not fucking around. They're like part no, of this, yeah. this order, this cult that wants to bring back their queen, you know, <laughs> as we oh, discovered. Yeah. Uh, and that, the leader of the old ladies, like talk she's, about casting yeah she woman has a fucking look dude it's yeah like, she really does she from really the does. first time you see her you're like damn this old lady's got a look and then when you find out you know she's thoroughly fucking evil you're like oh this makes sense <laughs> yeah I mean, right. look at her you know right right for sure and i think and i think um i think it's not that lucia tries to i think after that moment where they cut that guy's throat we see victor like trying to like find where she's at and simultaneously i think lucia's decided to like 
because she saw Moro, she like locks the door and like starts to decide like we're just gonna hole up in here. <laughs> well, I don't know how what kind of plan this is, but she decides she I think she grabs like a, a knife from the kitchen, locks the door, and uh, again I'm trying to I'm trying to remember at what point the servant actually appears because the servant appearing is so great, <laughs> you know, like the servant appearing is like the moment like for me right like yeah uh, that shit's wild dude it's fucking wild as fuck right like i was not i was not expecting that <laughs> yeah because like this all like i said all this shit is building up because like as she's as victor's getting closer to finding lucia as lucia's in her place like basically like deciding to like hole in and like i don't know this is the only she's nowhere else to go uh the we see the old women like preparing for the ritual like when you see like right. the old lady takes a big ass toad out of the jar and like that fucking... was fucking crazy <laughs> fucking giant toad man it's that like, was crazy yeah right then she like puts like the piece of paper in its mouth i'm not even sure what that paper was but then we yeah. see the, the old lady the matriarch she like takes off uh her her like blouse not her blouse but like she's got like a sweater on she takes it off and we see like she has all of these like uh uh they're like brands, yeah. Right? Like brands on her of like different like symbols and shit on her, and then she pulls uh-huh. out this old ass crown. <laughs> yeah. And I think. I, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say I think a lot of this um, here in the third act, mm-hmm. this movie sort of it uses a lot of the like same exact imagery and and shots that Hereditary that the end of Hereditary does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's but definitely Venus definitely. is just like it nails it way better to me. Like for me, the hereditary falls apart in the yeah. third act. Um, that's where it gets goofy for me. But like the the way all the occult shit comes together at the end of Venus, it feels heavy, man. It feels scary. When that old lady whips out that crown, I'm like, I don't know why that shot scares me, but it does. <laughs> like, and then she fucking like fucking puts that like black grease paint on her neck. Oh hell yeah! It's just her neck too. Cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like she just like so that. Cool. Like yeah, it's fucking some crazy shit. And why this is happening? I think uh, Victor finds out that uh that Lucia is on the ninth floor because he sees the 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 girl the the mentally handicapped girl tells him right right um and but at that same time Lucia is in the house or in the apartment uh, with Alba. That's when they hear the visitor. And she's like, what the fuck? So she like hides behind a door with Alba and she's like peeking through the crack. And we only get glimpses of this big giant, <laughs> this big giant woman walking past. We don't really yeah. see her really good because it's quick, but we see this big giant woman with a mask walking past in the fucking apartment that they're hiding from. Yeah. And then as like that's straight up some Clyde Barker looking shit. Yes, some straight up Clyde Barker. That's a great, that's some Clyde Barker shit. And as that's thing. happening, the old women are upstairs in the room above where you know and uh where where lucia found all the fucking photos of alba and the pictures and shit the paintings on the wall the goya looking paintings um and they come in carrying the crown and i think they're like they're they're like ready they're like the planet is nigh because they're all waiting to bring back the queen their queen at this moment when this eclipse happens or whatever right and as they step into the room we see at the other end of the hallway are is this fucking they look like 
motherfuckers from the Vatican. They're like bishops or some shit. Yeah, like, the motherfuckers look like Papa from Ghost. The councils, right? The council see, like the councils have arrived, right? They do, right? It's like three You're of a these. A bunch of evil popes. That shit was creepy. Right. Out of nowhere, too. These motherfuckers are like upstairs waiting in the yeah, so and then the fucking the the matriarch is like, well, let's bring the girl now. And at that point, too, I think we see the fucking the planet as it's like it cuts to like a space and we see the planet moving closer towards the sun, getting ready for this right. to occur. So this whole ritual has to be timed with this shit. Right. And at the same time, Lucia is like, fuck, she's like creeping through her apartment with Alba trying to be as quiet as fuck because this fucking the servant is inside yeah and as she's doing that of course victor knocks at the door <laughs> which kind of like at a brief moment where there's all this tension victor kind of like cuts through the tension and you almost forget that moment because victor comes in the house and she's happy to see victor right and yeah. Victor's like and he's explaining to her like you know uh uh at first you're like victor's kind of like you get the sense already that Victor's probably going to turn on her, right? Because he like, yeah, he like, yeah. sees, he like comes in, he, he, he looks at fucking Lucy and he sees a girl. He's like, well, who, who's that? She's like, that's my niece or whatever. <laughs> and he's immediately like, well, where's the bag? Like, where, where's the fucking bag? Exactly. Right? Yeah. He's aggressive about it. He like, he pushes her up against the wall. She drops a knife and he's like, where is it? Where is it? And of course, this kind of like scares Alba. She's looking concerned, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think Lucia's like trying to calm him down, but he's like, no, fuck that. Where's the bag, right? And and she says in the closet. And then I think Alba says, no, no, no. It's in the bathroom. <laughs> Which is right. a lie. But she knows the servant's in the bathroom, right? Right, yeah. And so Victor's like, listen, listen. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell them that I looked for you on my own. But like, and that I, that I have the bag, right? Uh, and I'm going to give it to him, okay? But, but you realize that like, I can't let you like talk you know and at that point she's like the realization like in her eyes is like what and like no 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 i swear i won't say shit and he right. you know i won't say shit my love and he's <laughs> right and he's like it's not you it's them listen like like they'll get it out of you you know like they will yeah. it doesn't matter like if i Wait, leave if so, I, so he straight up told her he was gonna give him the shit yeah, yeah, he told her, he told her, he told Damn, her. Like, I missed that, man. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the drugs and give them back to them. What and a say fucking I, big yeah. boy. Like Without, he just bailed on the whole plan. Yes, he literally, it was his plan. He bailed on the plan, he bailed on her absolute bitch made oh, move. <laughs> like, man. yeah, so yeah. So but I'm with you. Like, as soon as he got in that apartment, I was like, Oh man, he ain't worth the fuck. Like, he's not gonna he's gonna fucking sell her out somehow you know? yeah yeah and which is even more sad is because when he's on the a part that i didn't mention is when he's like looking for the venus all right uh on his laptop when he opens his laptop up his fucking wallpaper is a picture of him and her like you know what i'm saying like this was his girl oh, for real you know good spot man See, i didn't notice that either yeah th- th- this was his girl for real so this is dude is like all the way like yo fuck <laughs> like completely like you know like all redeeming qualities have lived pretty much like at this point have been gone. Like, and he, yeah, even, like, gone, looks, yeah. yeah, he looks at her and tells her like, yo, please tell me you understand. And then he like pulls a knife out and fucking, and she's begging and pleading for him not to do it. And Alba's like telling her, like telling Victor to leave her alone and shit. And like, Victor's like, just tell me you understand. And she just keeps telling him like, I, Victor don't do it. And he's and fucking, you know, he literally says, 
and he's got pain in his face while he's doing it, but he's going to save his own ass. Fuck it. So he kisses her. And as he kisses her simultaneously, he stabs her in the fucking belly. Right. And rough, it, you know, man, and it's, rough. It's rough. Right. And then she like slinks down to the floor, holding her fucking her, her fresh, another stab wound. She's been stabbed now twice in this movie. Yeah. Poor girl gets stabbed right. like several times. <laughs> it's fucked up. Right. And it only gets worse too, because like, you know, like he doesn't just like fucking decide to like leave it at that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's adding insult to injury. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, like he's just like, you know, I'm stabbing you and betraying you. I'm doing all, you know what I'm saying? So then he immediately goes to the bathroom, like leaving her there stabbed. And when he opens the bathroom, that's when we get the fucking full on reveal of the servant. Right. right. And the servant dog, dog. <laughs> yeah. Is this gigantic I don't know that she got to be probably like seven foot almost gigantic ass woman, morbidly obese in bondage gear, big saggy titties, um, the gimp mask covered in like what only could be described as some kind of slime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's supposed to be, sweat. I don't know. It's fucking viscous, viscous glistening. She's like glistening with flop sweat and blood. And, uh-huh. uh, immediately has like supernatural strength like grabs victor throws him across the fucking room smashes into the wall then fucking grabs him again and literally puts his her his head between her hands and crushes his fucking head like a fucking pressurized watermelon yeah um, straight up probably the 13th pretty gnarly <laughs> fucking head. yeah it's, it's pretty fucking gnarly and as, as this happens outside selena's pulls up with all his goons and he's greeted by Moro. And immediately, of course, one of the guys opens the, the fucking trunk of a, of a vehicle and they start pulling out the weapons, you know what I'm saying? So they, they all, they're all strapped up. And then, of course, Moro's talking shit. I'm going to get her. Don't worry. I'm going I'm, I'm to catch her for you and all this shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be a fucking kiss ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, meanwhile, like the only reason, like, you're, you're, you, you were a fuck up from the start. <laughs> You've been fucking up, dog. But whatever, you know. Um, so the men rush into the building you know, ready to like, you know, kill everyone, you know, more or less. Uh, and of course, Lucia's upstairs stabbed. She's talking to Alba crying, you know, telling her that she needs to get out of here. You need to get help, call the police, just run, just run. Uh, but of course, before she can do all that, the, the old women show up. Uh, the old women show up inside. They walk inside the apartment, specifically one of the, I think, no, two of them, the matriarch, and the other old lady with the blonde hair or whatever. Um, uh-huh. mm. And they, they literally say like, you know, uh, the lady of the house, like the mother of pain. This reminded me of some Argento shit. Like this could have been like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's talking about like we invoked her, you know, like the little right. girls is basically like, you know, we sacrificed all these children, these poor little children to give her her blood to re to, to basically bring her back. And, and, Luc- and Lucia, your 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 niece Alba, she's the body which she's going to return to, you know, right. uh, more or less. I'm paraphrasing here, folks. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh- <laughs> yeah. And all this shit, all this stuff in that third act is like real loose. It happens so fast, yeah. and, and it's loose too, because you're like, wait, what? Why? Ah, fuck it. Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. You're like at this point, you're like, what the fuck, right? And so yeah. the one, the one old lady takes Alba and and like sticks her with something, a syringe or something to put her out. And of oh, course, yeah. Lucia's sitting there, like holding her stomach, 
and the the matriarch she goes over to her and like leans down next to her and like saying talking to her and shit right and talking about you know you know saying some creepy cult shit you know about yeah the house and all the screams and every tear and all the blood that we've shed it's all for this moment awaiting a body to incarnate our queen or whatever the fuck right this day has finally come you know all that type of bullshit uh-huh. <laughs> the yep, day of yep. the coronation you know yeah cult horror tropes yeah yeah right and then of course lucia's just like let her go and she's like no no it's not happening you don't understand she's the chosen one or whatever she's uh-huh. going to be a marvelous queen so um and then the old woman picks up the knife at a certain point you know um and sticks it in the wound on lucia's stomach already and then like Ouch. rips it up like you know what I'm yeah. saying? like literally like makes her like pretty much like takes the wound and goes as i don't know like she like pretty much goes up her entire stomach oh yeah it's like assisted seppuku style like right straight up yeah. like you're, I'm expecting her intestines to fall out, right? Right. Yeah, straight up. Guts her like a fucking like, fish. Like, yeah. Like, takes it all the way up to her, like her breastplate almost. Like, you know, it's just fucking. Oh, yeah. And you like talk oh, about unexpected moments. I was right. like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. how you gonna gut my girl? What the fuck? Yeah. So she leaves Lucia there leaking out to die. You know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, she's laying in a pool of her own blood, you know, because she's just literally sustained a fucking more a serious mortal wound you know what i mean yeah the women take take uh alba up and they put her in this fucking like dress that looks sort of kind of like a a bridal like a fucking child bride um and they 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 set about to like this whole ceremony where like they dump a chalice of water on her fucking forehead like some sort of weird uh unholy baptism and then they put this that crown on her fucking head right and it's a whole, you know, it's shot very stylized and, you know, you know, but Balagero, you know, he can shoot this type of shit in his sleep. Um, <laughs> but it's cool looking, you know, it's definitely cool looking. Um, and I think uh, at a certain point, we're back with, uh, as this is occurring, we're, they, the camera goes, the camera does a lot of like very interesting moments throughout that last 20 minutes, I feel like, because it's very oh, yeah, the yeah. style like amps up like to 10. You know what I mean? Like it just hell yeah. So we see like Lucia like back on her floor crawling through her apartment, like you know, um, and she's sort of like using the memories of of the little girl and the bonding that they've had as 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 the fuel to like push her to keep going, right? right because you totally totally like fake you out like she's dead for a minute though. right like, right you think she's gonna be dead she but got then gutted go, she's done right she's laying on like, the floor Damn. but then when it goes back to her as they're doing this fucking ceremony she's like no fuck this like you know she's yeah, crawling I'm through back. back through the fucking apartment where ultimately she crawls to the fucking again the tin with the stapler and the duct tape the, the present the gift the offering that that the servant left <laughs> and she proceeds to staple her fucking knife wound yeah uh, repeatedly all the way up it and and they don't yeah. look and they literally show it they don't like fucking not show it no, <laughs> she's like yeah. stapling this fucking wound together and then wrapping yeah. herself once she's got it fully stapled all the way up she wraps her entire lower torso in fucking duct tape and while this is occurring the old ladies are walking uh the little girl down I guess you would call it the aisle <laughs> uh, upstairs right. and the men, uh, Salinas's men are walking up the steps or hurrying through the apartment to get to 
Lucia because they know what apartment her sister stays in, um, which is another moment I skipped over, which is uh, when they're back. I think they're back at the club at a certain point. Um, Salinas is talking with three dancers, one of them being uh, Lucia's roommate. And he's like, what do you guys know? What the fuck do you guys know? And the rat mm. man mentions the name Rosario. He says, tell me, what, what is Rosario? Ra- Ra- he mentions Lucia's sister and the girl who was her roommate says, I think that's her sister. And right. that he puts it together like, ah, that's it. Her sister stays in the house. So before he goes over there, before when he goes over, that's how he knows what, who to look for. Yeah, it's right. an important point that I skipped over. Um, but yeah, um, she does this gnarly ass moment where she staples her fucking stomach up and, and fucking um, wraps herself. Yeah, always just one of my favorite parts of like of the kind of stories that i like is when like a character just won't quit you right. know just like conan the barbarian style just you can't kill this motherfucker right like it's they're like, just gonna drag it on you know and she just proved to be an ultimate badass yeah she really does it's really like some like you said it's like some some conan shit some some berserk shit it's like yeah guts yeah, some berserk guts shit. Shit, yeah. yeah she's like her guts are literally gonna spill out <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> Fuck it, she staples herself like a straight up like the G, just fucking like fucking. Yeah. Um, and of course, the fucking eclipse is, is happening. They walk the little girl into this circle that they draw. It looks like a circle of blood and the three sort of council, the, the evil popes are like sitting in chairs around it. <laughs> the uh-huh. little girl standing in between. And while this is happening and the eclipse is happening, we also see uh, Lucia go into the closet, pull the drugs out, and yeah so, yeah <laughs> takes one pill then grabs a handful more starts and just starts taking the pills you know what i'm saying like just, just going to town yeah yeah going to town on the pills so that she can fucking you know like drug herself up because she's fucking that's like up. the third yeah. time i've seen that in a in a movie made in the past 10 years or so mm-hmm. and i'm like if this is a, a trope that we are going to establish in the 2020s, like, I'm here for it. Let's go. I'm yeah. all down for the, like, character in the third act has decided to take all the drugs because fuck it. Yeah. And I think <laughs> she takes it and then she's like, let's dance. <laughs> yeah. That's like, like her fucking, that's like her Ash and Evil Dead groovy moment, I guess. And oh. what's <laughs> rad is, like, like because I'm a dope head myself, like, I, I noticed for the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. She really plays it real well. Like her jaw is going crazy for like the rest of the whole movie. She's just like fucking chewing on air. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like that actor has done ecstasy before. And that's like definitely what they established on set was that that was, that's some kind of party dope. That's some kind of, you know. Yeah. And then she takes like the kerosene, which we saw earlier, the little girl turns it off. Like, but there's a kid, they have like a kerosene uh, stove heater. I guess they have those shits in apartments in Spain. Like, uh-huh. and she, like takes that shit out and like takes a fucking television. She makes a makeshift bomb more or less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she leaves the apartment door open. And then so when Mo- when Mauro shows up with the goons, they walk in. The first thing they see is like the blood in the hallway and the knife like laying on the floor. And they're like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what's going on? And Mauro like, He's like, what does what that smell? And he's like, he's smart. His antennas are up because he immediately backs up and backs out of the fucking apartment. He's like, what's that smell? And the other guys just, they like stay there. And then, and she like literally, they like look to this corner and they see, they actually see something. What's weird is like they shoot it and like, because she like, 
hits a button which makes a noise i think it's the television or something she has like it's the television or the microwave i think that she has on top covered by a sheet with the kerosene tank and so immediately when they hear That's the noise, right. they shoot yeah. the tank and it explodes. They're, these fucking motherfuckers are dumbasses. Yeah, they're dumb as shit. She knows it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it clears them out. But Morrow, he's he's still there because he stepped out. So he walks back in and he's like, oh, here you go, bitch. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he's like, you know, so they fight again. He takes an L again. He's taking two L's to her, you know, in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up, yeah. But like as this fight is happening, um, simultaneously this ceremony is going on, and like uh, it's interesting because like then we get some like Lovecraft shit a little bit because the little girl standing in between in this middle of this blood circle with between all of these fucking evil popes and like these fucking tentacles, these squid-like tentacles start to come yeah. out from under their fucking. Uh, uh, their fucking pope yeah. gowns and pope robes, yeah. right? And yeah. it's like some like tentacles is like coming out between their legs too. So it's like dicks almost it's kind of strange. Yeah. She's an underage it, child. But yeah. like, yeah, like it's like, and these fucking tentacles start to wrap up her legs and shit. And as this is happening, um, Lucia's fighting Morrow and Morrow's of course bigger, stronger. So he's got the best of her at first, but you know, he doesn't learn from his last encounter with her. She doesn't, she's not going to fight yeah. him there, you know? <laughs> right. So she manages to clock him by surprise, knock him down, hit him with a television too, uh, for better. Yeah, then grabs him, I, grabs love his, I love somebody getting hit with a TV. Right, manages to grab his machete that he dropped, right? And, and and literally fucking, you know, he's like, the party never stops, whatever. And and, and more party references and shit. And he, she pushes yeah. the fucking machete into his neck and ultimately like decapitates him. Um, <laughs> just pushes that shit down. Um, right. Then picks up a sawed-off shotgun that one of the goons dropped and heads upstairs. You know. Um, yeah. I love that part. I think that's where, like, I think when Moro first sees her, he's like, "Oh, bitch, you want to dance?" And yeah, yeah, yeah. Her that's... and her like jaw is grinding, and she's got huge pupils, and she's like, "I am dancing." <laughs> like, oh yeah, boy. And when she walks in, immediately when she steps in uh, uh, the room um, or upstairs, she steps in, and, and one of the, the old ladies runs at her down the corridor. She immediately blasts her with the shot. Oh yeah, love that Rodriguez, like Robert Rodriguez style, just definitely. knocks that old lady like ten feet down yeah. the hallway. It's <laughs> definitely some Robert Rodriguez shit for sure. And like fucking. Uh, the, the 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 disturbance of the ceremony by her presence literally like the tentacles retreat off the little girl back up into the uh, fucking i guess the evil pope's nutsack or wherever these tentacles come from yeah um, <laughs> and of course the matriarch woman comes out with the other old lady and they see her standing there with her fucking dilated pupils um covered in blood fucking looking like a fucking badass more or less you know yeah and she like has this realization, like it was you, like it was always you, like you were the one, like yeah. not the girl. Like I should have seen it, like you know, like you're the fucking well, the one who's the queen is supposed to be. You know what I mean? And so they like literally right. like bow down to her at this point, you know, like and like they're like yeah. hugging her like legs and shit. And that then I think she like puts the shotgun to her the fucking one lady's head, and blows her fucking shit off. Yeah, the real badass looking old lady. Yeah, like she like looks up as she does it too. Like looks up, like to her, and we see the eclipse happening at the same moment simultaneously. Right, as she, like shoots her. You know what I'm saying? And then it yeah. shows like the uh, the fucking the pic the painting the painting of the queen, um, 
and right. as it gets and closer you see it's and closer, got that scar on it right it looks like her right right yeah. it literally looks like her and then it cuts to outside after that moment it's selena and all his men and they turn and they look and they see fucking lucia walking holding the bag of drugs holding alba covered in blood with the crown on her head as the eclipse is passing like the eclipse is already fully eclipsed but now it's now now it's moving away and he's just like staring at her and like the light the, you, we watched the light shift from the fucking the darkness from the full eclipse to the light coming back and it's like hitting both of their faces simultaneously but her eyes are fucking glowing and yeah. he's like who are, and like you watch his eyes tear up and it's like a really striking like image and he's like who are it you really is like and he he sells it so much as an actor like there's so much weight on that dude's face when he's looking at her like he's seeing a god you know right literally he's like overwhelmed by her and he's like yeah. he, she says i'm lucia the one who brings daylight and like uh he like drops to his fucking knees yeah. and this ending i get it some people are like this is kind of like a rush ending like this feels like it's how why did this ending rush like because this movie does have a fucking weird ass ending like this ending is weird as fuck she like like looks at him like looks down at him almost like benevolently right she's wearing this crown yeah. she's covered in blood and she says i forgive you she puts her hand his hand, her bloody hand on his head and then runs it down his face like you know smearing his face with blood you know um yeah and then she like looks like the little the little mental handicapped girl's like staring out the window smiling and she looks back at her and smiles and then she like grabs alba's hand and walks away with alba carrying the duffel bag with the drugs yeah He's like, I forgive you, but I'm going to go and take yeah, the drugs. And the title appears over the screen, Venus, and that is the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So once, once again, I've, I I gave my movie book report uh, <laughs> of the whole entire sure. movie. But it's fucking yeah. great. Like, um, I, I, I really, this is one of those movies where me and you just read off the list of those variety best horror films. And I'm like, bro, there's, there's shit like this out there that's not getting, you know, talked about a lot uh right yeah this yeah. is definitely better than a lot of those movies that you know came out that probably i haven't watched thanksgiving but i'm i'm pretty positive this is better than thanksgiving <laughs> yeah i'm sure thanksgiving <laughs> is not as good yeah there's no way yeah, yeah. uh but yeah overall yeah. overall evan like what are what what is your did you like i i guess i can assume you did but like what are your thoughts yeah about yeah no i had i had a real good time with it man and i think um you know, from for me, like the mark of a good story, you know, whether it's a a film or something on paper or, or audio or whatever, um, the mark of a good story is like, do I keep thinking about it afterwards? Do I do I try filling the gaps? You know, do do I have ideas about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and I've been thinking about this movie since I watched it, and mm-hmm. and a lot of a a lot of stuff has occurred to me, right? Like I think. Um, I think there's a lot of, uh, like particularly Luciferian shit going on with this movie, but also like some biblically Luciferian shit. So like yeah. her name is Lucia, right? Like bringer of the light. Right. Saint Lucifer is the same root, same root name. You know, Lucifer is the bringer of light. Yeah. And if you look at like, um. Like I, you know, personal fallen angel shit too, dog. Like a lot of yeah, that kind of like yeah. imagery with her, like 
she yeah. looks angelic and shit. You know what I'm saying? Fallen angels. So like before Man. I get into that, just like personal bias as a you know as a devil worshiper, I <laughs> watch this movie and I'm like, this yeah. movie paints her as a devil and as the main character and as ultimately the hero. Mm-hmm. And not just the hero, but like when she walks out of that joint with the crown on at the end, she's like very fucking important. And even homie Selena, Selena, the crime boss, who's like all these, all these names too, all these names are real biblical. Like his name is Salinas, which is uh, like uh, so the root of, of Salinas in Latin in, in Spanish is like, like saline, like salt. Mm-hmm. So the, the boss's name is like salt, like man of salt, man of the earth. Like mm-hmm. he's the man in, in control of this, this story. Uh, and then you got like Victor, her boyfriend. Like Victor, obviously, just means like winner, because mm-hmm. this dude thought he was gonna win no matter what, right? Like he thought he was the only important one. Um, and then like so whatever, Lucia, she's the bringer of light. And yeah, when she walks out at the end, it's like she's the most important thing, and everybody around there can see it, and everybody's looking up at her like she's something special. But, you know, backtrack from that, like what you're saying about Fallen Angel, all that Fallen Angel imagery is there. Because, like, you can look at the club, which we never get a name for the club, I don't think. But, like, whatever that nightclub is that she works at, like, that's heaven. Right. You know, and, like, she chose to bounce on heaven to fall down to earth, which is, like, regular Madrid on the streets, Mm -hmm. to go be with her sister and like so in original fallen angel mythology like lucifer fell from heaven uh with the idea that like music was important right like he was a he was a music his, he was the one angel who gave a shit about music and all the rest of them were like that's that's earthly pursuits that's nothing and he was like no this is the best thing in the whole world like music is is more is is as is as important as god and the rest of them like you blaspheming son chill out and so like but you can look at the dope that she steals from the club as like the music allegory she she leaves heaven with the ecstasy which is like lucifer leaving heaven with music to fall down to earth to be this ultimately uh earthly rebel and it's like she left the club to hit the streets with ecstasy and like her whole thing is dance instead of music, which is why she keeps coming back to like dance over and over again as a thematic. And like I don't know how much dude was thinking about this. You never can fucking tell. You know, film is real Spain, slick. you know. Film so. is so like layered on accident. You never know. Yeah, but Spain and knowing their relationship with like Exactly. With, them being so fucking being Christians and Catholics. You yeah, know, there's a lot of that. all this stuff. Yeah. 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 So it's very interesting. If you get for, for, for listeners that don't can't tell, like Evan is definitely uh in a death metal band. <laughs> oh sure. Well black metal, but close close black metal, band. sorry, not death metal, black metal. My apologies for all, all my black metal heads. No How problem, dare you bro. call fucking black metal death metal, <laughs> motherfucker? It's different. Yeah. Well, yes, he's in a black metal band, um, uh, which, I mean, that's on brand. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, so I'm I'm wrapped up in all this, like, this yeah. satanic occult uh, thematic stuff. And so this movie was nailing me, like, on one level while I was watching it. 
Mm. But then afterwards, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, there's a lot of like big time Luciferian allegory and, and metaphor going on here, like big time. There's a, lot, there's a lot of that's very, very, it's very, uh, it's interesting because like to hear the perspectives of people, like I would be interested to see like what a like die, like a someone like to, that's a studied, like, catholic or somebody that's like a studied like even someone that's like a muslim someone who's a muslim uh what they would derive from some of this from some of the symbology in this movie as well because it would be so fucking interesting you know what i'm saying because like this stuff is so uh layered like whether it's intentional i mean some of it is obviously intentional yeah it's gotta be but like there's those other things that you know just that like slip through that you're just like you know, like, what the fuck is, like, what is that? Like, why did they take this approach? Why did they take, it's just a very interesting movie that you could definitely right. pack, uh, which, again, that's another reason why it's a good good movie is because you can derive yeah, yeah. more yeah. from it, you know what I'm saying, than, than yeah. just, you can take it for, for what it is, which is uh, an entertaining movie, but there's also a little bit more oh, uh, yeah. thought put in behind sort of the world yeah, uh, and the characters. I think another inhabited. big part of that is that, like, um, so she's like, you know, in typical, uh, like in in suburban terms, she's like the bad girl, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's a cage dancer at a club, who do does drugs and shit. Like compared to her sister, who's a buttoned up mother, like she's the bad sister. She's the bad girl. Mm-hmm. But in terms of this movie, she's the hero. So it's like the adversary is the hero which is a classic Luciferian satanic thing, but also like um, in plot terms, they they think it's Alba, but it's really Lucia. Mm. You know, like she's really the important one, uh, not Alba. And again, you know, again, more satanic stuff. It's like the person you thought was unimportant, the, the person you thought was maybe just like a trash side character is actually like the important one here. Um yeah, I think there, there's no way all of that is accidental. Like, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe even every bit of it is purposeful. You know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone who's <clears throat> who's more like fucking definitely not, definitely not a Luciferian. <laughs> definitely not. Um, it's interesting. I, I find it fascinating that, that, um, that a lot of film, for sure, you can there's whole podcasts dedicated to to sort of like um there's whole podcasts that are that are dedicated to sort of like the satanic elements in film in general like um like yeah like and like unpacking the meanings behind like a lot of a lot of modern movies specifically hollywood output uh, even though this isn't a oh, Hollywood yeah. movie, but but Hollywood specifically though, like like there's whole podcast dedicated to that where they're like basically like yo like this shit is like some 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 sussy shit right here. What is this? <laughs> like, right. Like, what yeah. are they trying to say? Like, um, and I do find that shit fascinating, and I do wonder how much of that is uh, how much of it is, like I have to I have to think some of it's intentional for sure, but I also wonder what's what what isn't. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, same, same. And that's yeah. probably the, the interesting aspect to just to art in general, because it's like you can't really tell 
Um, and I mean, at least the better shit. I feel like, yeah, the better yeah. shit's a lot more like left up to interpretation. Um, and yeah, like I don't know, dog. Like, if you're seeing the shit, then I know I'm not looking for shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. no, like no, you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I yeah, know I'm not a like a lot of the same stuff. So I yeah. agree. Like, it, it's yeah, it's, it's not just us, like. But yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. I feel like I took up a lot of your time tonight. Oh, no, it's been a fucking blast, and I'm I'm stoked to have to have seen a good movie. First <laughs> yeah, off, yeah, because uh, the <laughs> shit is rare, dude. Like I, you know, so especially for the past like year, I've been really trying to check out what's new. Yeah, and really trying to watch what everybody else is watching because normally I just don't. Um, and it's so tough, man. Like everything sucks so bad. <laughs> and, uh, and like I saw, I saw that you gave this a good letterbox. Mm-hmm. Like I saw you gave it a lot of stars, but I didn't read your thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, he thinks highly of this. You know, um, surely it's not going to be fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I was really surprised. Like this, this is a really good movie. Yeah, I've been trying to like be more uh conscious of that because i feel like sometimes I'll, I'll have someone on and they'll watch a movie and it'll be like this movie's probably gonna be as chore for people i don't want to <laughs> like i'm yeah, trying to get better said, because i, I have such a weird that's okay too you know yeah but... but i have such a weird like uh uh sensibility when it comes to certain kind of movies where i'm like you know i know this is difficult but i kind of enjoy that it's difficult and like Damn, I, yeah. and i have to realize that like not everybody does so like right, right. and it's like you know so i gotta be a little bit more conscious of that where i'm like okay well this movie is like at least something that's good like because I've, I've talked about some films where i'm like i know this isn't a good movie but like i think it's fascinating um yeah i'm the same yeah i can there's some movies i i do not like but i could talk about right for, forever yeah for sure but i'm glad you did like it and uh, i think um if anybody's listening to this, hopefully you've already watched it because we spoiled the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if for some reason you haven't, go watch this. Yeah, show. go watch movie. it. You know, if you're if you're watching shit like fucking Evil Dead Rise and fucking fucking <laughs> Skin Marink and fucking, I mean, at least Skin Marink is outside the system. Um, fucking yeah, uh, yeah. whatever, you know, fill in the blank. Fucking Thanksgiving, you know yeah. that type of shit like just do yourself a favor watch watch a good horror movie you know yeah, <laughs> watch up. a movie that's not a fucking remake of a fucking you know or yeah. A fucking yeah. cash in bullshit you know like just just go do yourself a favor uh watch this shit and yeah. uh yeah evan do you have anything that you want to plug uh as i like the floor is yours feel free to tell everybody where they can find your shit man not really i don't know if you're in the fucking culty shit and horror if you happen to also be in black metal my band it's called grave gnosis just put out a new album our third album called pestilence crown yes it's yes. out there where like albums are at on spotify and youtube and apple music and all of that shit uh check out my podcast called the lurking transmission it is horror fiction meets black metal. Yeah, and go watch this movie. This shit is highly recommended. It's a good yes. fucking movie. This is if definitely you got us slog through so many bad movies, constantly looking for like a good horror movie. This is for you. Yes, go go. It's got the mutual aberration seal of approval. Go watch this. Stop 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 fucking around. So yeah, man. As always, I don't know how to end podcast. So this is over. Thanks yeah, again, peace. Evan.
Peace, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>